Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Hello and welcome to episode 243 for Slam Fire Radio for February 9th, 2018. I'm one of your hosts, Kelly Lynn. I'm another one of your hosts, Brian. Are you sure? <laughs> you had to think about it. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at the notes. I might be Matthew. I'm not sure. I get In the host confused. rotation, it says Brian with Brian. a Y. doesn't say Matthew. No, but, uh, All right. I'm, I'm, looking Trevor. I'm looking elsewhere. Yeah, I'm Trevor and I'm crankier than normal. Oh God! That sounds normal to me, and I'm Adriel. <laughs> Cranky, which means I'm happy because I'm only happy when I'm pissed off. Oh, okay. That's how it works. Yeah, that's actually true. All right. So, what we're going to be doing is we're going to have a couple of guests on this evening, and one of them is our very special guest. Well, actually, both of them are very special guests. Yeah, but, but one's Europa he- special, <laughs> <laughs> and the other one's Jeff. Yeah. We're- yeah okay. <laughs> We, we are up on Brian. Where's the button? I did oh, that. This one is today. so much like a Slamfire Radio episode already. Anyways, <laughs> yes, we do have Jeff Reeson from the Calgary Shooting Center. And if you did not know, the Calgary Shooting Center is the premier firearm retailer in Canada, and they sponsor our "What We Did in Guns" episode or portion of the episode. Uh, tonight, we're going to feature the CZ455 stainless and wall sorry stainless and walnut shooters package for 689 dollars, and it comes with free swivels as well right jeff it does i don't know why i didn't come with them the first time but we're throwing them in it's beautiful i had a look at it i even clicked on the site it was awesome all right so apparently we're going to do it quite fast so brian okay guns let's see i got to the range with the pistols on the weekend um, cause I haven't done that since back before Christmas again, when we were talking about my issues, um, things went a little better than, uh, they had last time, which I, that, that's good. I reminded myself that I actually do have to grip the gun with a whole lot of force that, that works best. Um, I have become convinced that the P320 slide release is in completely the wrong place. It, oh. My thumb sits on it all the time. I've really got to adjust my grip to, uh, to get that straightened out, but I'll get there. Um, the other really interesting thing to me, anyway, um, yeah, that is very interesting. Okay, mm-hmm. hi Brian. <laughs> yeah, amazing. I hadn't heard that before. <laughs> he's been fading in and out. I think he's yeah. yeah and his connection like sucks too. Problems. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Why don't we go on to Trevor? What did you do in guns? And hopefully Brian will come back at some point. Some new guns this week. Uh, Ruger. Super single six is a single shot or single action 22 revolver that a buddy of mine um, had me buy as part of a package from an estate sale. He didn't have a restricted license. So I bought the gun, put the gun in my name. He paid for it. And the gun is here and I'll either buy it myself or sell it for him. It's, it's kind of an interesting gun. I was looking up the blue book value and in blued version, with a four and five eight inch barrel, 
Um, it's potentially very rare and in excellent condition worth up to $1,000. There are two particular uh, generations that have specific markings. One is an arrow and the other one, and I may get this wrong, is a cross. I don't have the blue book in front of me. So anyway, I haven't ter torn the gun apart yet to look for those markings to see which one it is um, so I can determine the value. But what he failed to tell me was that the gun is, is covered in surface rust. Not covered in surface oh. rust. Yeah, but there is definitely surface rust. So at best, I would say the gun is about a 60% because that surface rust is just, some of it will have caused minor pitting. Um, I think if I was going to buy the gun, I wouldn't do a full restoration. I would take some oil and some triple O steel wool and, and remove it and call it a day. But um, I really hope it's not the one that could have been worth a thousand bucks because that would be a slap in the face because it actually has the original box. The extra cylinder is in its original box. Um, got, you know, some age to it. So it looks, it doesn't look like it came out in the, in the nineties. Let me just put it that way. Um, so that's here. I didn't pay for it. Don't know what I'm going to do with it. I might sell it. I might keep it. Then my um, godson's NP 29 came in. I, to bribe my godson into getting his restricted license, it's quite simple. Get an air pallet, buy a handgun. <laughs> so uh, he did, and son of a gun. No, I was on the hook for a gun. I mean, I love the guy, but I don't love him like Ruger love him. I love him like Narenko love him. You know what I'm saying? So just before the um, so show, basically, I mean, I didn't make him. He's not really mine. The godson thing. I'm not even religious, whatever. He's adopted anyway. He's like adopted <laughs> into the family. He's as far from being related to me as possible. I can tell by Kelly's face I've crossed a line. Yeah. So, kind. <laughs> so did, anyway. you buy, did you buy him the handgun? I bought him the handguns right here. Look, it came in before the show. Oh. Just just like last week, the Wingmaster, two weeks ago, the Wingmaster came in yep. right before the show. And then I remembered who sent it to me. And I said to Adriel, like, I'm actually afraid to open it. I better not open it on air because God only knows what's in that box. So shout out to Chad. I'm not going to say what I paid for it, but I will say this. Chad sold me this gun for less than what a retailer would pay wholesale price for. Wow. Yeah, so I got a smoking deal, and it's it's essentially new. There's no there's no time on it. He bought it, tried it, whatever, didn't like it, and he passed it on to me for a smoking deal. He also threw in for free an A2 front sight. Now, I got one from, from Brian, but Brian's was already in the mail when Chad offered this one. So, Brian, I might give you yours back. I might keep it. I don't know. Um, he gave me this one for free. This one has the pins which Brian didn't have, and it has the front sling mount, which Brian's didn't have. But, Brian, yours fits on my barrel nice and snug. This one is quite loose. Should I be concerned? Uh, go with the snugger one. Okay. Yeah, just just right. go with it. I really don't want it back, so. Okay, cool. Now, next question, Brian. Um, the pins are tapered. Yes. Does the slots in the barrel need to match the taper of the pin, or can they just be cut straight on a milling machine? Just get the biggest hammer you've got and put those pins in. Fair. Okay, that's one method. I'm, I'm thinking that it's just the uh, just the pins that are slot that are tapered. Okay, so if anyone has a government profile M forgery style barrel at home with the front sight removed, can you look at the slots that those pins go in and tell me if they're tapered or straight? They're straight. There you go. Thank you, Jeff. All right, so we'll we'll mill them straight. Um. What else is going on? Quickly, quickly, bringing the show notes back up. Uh, oh, and there's a Mark II in the mail um, from Jeff. So that should be here. That shipped, eh, Jeff? 
yes, you should have it tomorrow, probably. Tomorrow, maybe Monday. Maybe Monday. Okay. How much, how much snow you got out there? All of it. All of it. Okay. <laughs> All no. of it. It's it's like the the snow banks on the sidewalks after they go by to widen the roads back up and clean the sidewalks are literally a tunnel that is about eight feet high. It's it's just gone and completely it's it's past the point of ridiculousness. Um, then at the gunsmith, this is cool. I reassembled the Browning Challenger. Now this pistol belongs to Chris Kingston, a member of the Gun Club, my guy who got me started, Nipsick, mentor of mine, and it's cool. It's the first gun that I've worked on at the shop that I did it all myself. I disassembled it. I did all the prep work. Uh, well, okay. In fairness, I wasn't there to degrease it and drop it in the bluing tank. That's the only thing I didn't do. Um, but uh, yeah, I did all the prep work, all the finishing work and, and reassembled it. So that was kind of satisfying, especially it came out really nice uh, on the um, armory DC gunsmith Instagram. There are before and after pictures and showing the process of what it looked like after we sandblasted it, then polished it at the different grits and then, and then blued it. And then now I'm working on a Kui 600 and this will probably be the same thing. I'll probably end up doing all of the work myself to that thing. That thing was rough. <laughs> the wood was good, but the metal was, there's actually a piece that's pitted so bad. We have to leave it. Like there's one pitting, like one pit in the barrel that, you know, I guess there's a possibility of, ta uh, you know, tack welding it and then polishing out the weld, but it's, uh, it's not really worth it. Um, kitty cat forend uh has been ordered because i just you know cut one then i had to mock it up to see what it would look like so this one looks more like what came on the dps version of the kitty cat and uh, a colt large pin upper receiver offset bushing is also in the mail and this stuff is coming from true north true north arms and i'll throw the shout out to the president right now i got an email um after the order was shipped from zach martin president of true north arms to tell me that we didn't ship your order as fast as we claim we're supposed to. So as a result, we're going to give you a $10 gift card for you to use on your next order. Like, come on, seriously. Yeah. So I had ordered the handguard. The handguard hadn't shipped yet. When I placed the order for the bushing, I sent them an email and said, hey, if you haven't shipped the handguard yet, do me a solid, put them in the same box, refund a portion of the shipping. So they did that to the tune of like 10 bucks. And then they turned around and gave me a $10 um, I mean, I got everything from the Calgary Shooting Center, and that's the only place I shop. And if you don't shop there, you're a communist. Um, I forgot he was on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so next, I need a uh, full auto bolt carrier group to complete that upper. Uh, I have the heavy buffer. So when I throw it on the lower that I have now, I'll use the heavy buffer. And um, that should hopefully make it cycle because, um, you know, these short seven and a half inch air airs are really overgassed, and so they don't they usually have extraction problems right jeff because they the bolt goes back too fast and it doesn't actually have time to grip the rim correctly is that usually what happens with the short barrel guns yeah it's just too violent okay cool um so i'm looking at the bcm because it's fairly inexpensive i think it's under 200 bucks so and then the um, Daniel Defense lower parts kit for my slr was ordered and all i need now for that gun is a stock and a bolt carrier group, but both of which I will rip off my three gun AR um, for the short term um, because I can't shoot them both at once. So, you know, I don't mind sharing bolt carrier groups for a little while, but eventually the bolt carrier group that's going to go into the SLR will probably be the Maple Ridge one once I see some reviews of them being out in the wild for a while. 
and my lead levels. Um, so Christina went to get her blood checked to see if her lead levels were elevated. And uh, sure enough, they were. So I was at a 97, the normal range, according to how they measure it, uh, with the um, parts per deciliter, uh, I think is the system that they use. I don't fully understand it. The doctor doesn't fully understand it. My buddy Mark, who works at a lead smelter, is like, your lead's not high. Like, it's impossible. Don't worry about it. So I haven't shot. I think I shot twice since since I got those results back. I reloaded like 50 rounds once and took precaution. Uh, wore gloves, washed up, that sort of thing. Um, so I'm going to go back and, and request that it be tested again. So zero to the normal range, according to this laboratory, is 0 to 20. I was at 97.7. Um, Christina was at 23. Why? Why is she at a 23? Why isn't she like at a 5 just from normal, you know, environmental um contamination uh so i don't know where she's picking it up if there's some kind of cross-contamination from my reloading habits but i mean i don't i don't know i don't get it so i also called to have our water checked in case there's like a source of contamination in the in the house because when you when you buy a house you have to have your water tested in order for the mortgage to be approved and stuff but they don't check for lead they check for other stuff like contamination bacteria things like that but they don't check the lead levels so we're going to get our water checked um to try and what i really want to do is find anything to account for her lead other than my hobby because she kind of hit the roof a little bit you're going to do this 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 and this and i don't want any lead in the house and i'm like stop <laughs> so i'll keep you guys posted um back to brian hi brian hey uh yeah what did i cut out something your slide release is in the wrong place and i told you to trim your your uh, thumb yes Uh, oh okay i missed that part no i'm not cutting my thumb off thanks um i didn't say cut it off i said trim it jesus okay sorry (laughs) i i don't do anything half halfway right Uh, you're gonna furlough achieving the thumb trimming (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yes okay so the other uh interesting thing i did um i was talking with uh good buddy ryan stacy um actually he posted some stuff on facebook and i was like intrigued by his shooting uh journal and what he puts in it you know for a practice session and that sort of thing it, part of his his uh his mental management tools for success so he was kind enough to share uh his diary entries with me and um so now I have a shooting journal that I'm going to use for um, every time I go to the range, every time I'm doing dry fire practice, that kind of thing. So looking at what, what my focus is for that practice, what I'm trying to achieve, and looking at what went well and what challenges um, occurred during the practice and what I did to overcome those challenges. So, um, okay. If, who, does, uh, who does Ryan Stacy have a crush on in class or at the uh, range? Uh, does, you got his I journal, right? Yeah, he not said journal, that. not diary. Okay, yes. there's a difference. Yeah, journaling is part of mental management. Diary taking is for snowflakes who need safe places. Now stop it. Hey, hey, now careful. Yeah. I know people dear to me who have a diary. Quiet, not me, but people dear to me. Anyway, uh, so let's. What's what are we? Which way are we going? Never mind. Anyway, well. <laughs> She's she's short, so she might be a people. She might be a woman. I'm not sure. Anyway, regardless, if if it's good enough for Ryan Stacy, I should probably say it's good enough for me. So, well, and here's the thing, Brian. If we were to ever get back to our series on mental management, we that don't we have a series, record, but anyway, go ahead. It was a series of episodes, was it not? We had 
two. I don't think that's a series. <laughs> right. Well, we were always supposed to do more. Why do you got to be are. like that? Why do you want to? Why do you want to? Because cut? you told me today that if I interrupted you one more time, you were going to do something criminal. Oh yes, <laughs> I was going to cut you, and you said I was a couple of provinces away. So I said I would mail you a knife with instructions. <laughs> anyway. Richard, um, <laughs> if we would have continued with our series on mental management, we would have got to journaling and did uh, what you just and described to people uh, how to keep them, which is which is what you said. Performance journals are huge. Um, the, just the process of what's happening in your brain, the chemicals while you're journaling and what you can use it for after the fact. Yeah. You know, uh, champions are doing it for a reason so you might mock mental training and journaling and stuff but hey uh you know more people who are yeah more people who are winning are doing it than not so what's that tell you it's not like it's not like you won a race because everybody in front of you fell right it's like you put effort in (laughs) a win is a win trev that's all i'm saying channel management Sometimes letting your competition take themselves out of the competition is the way to win. That's, that's <laughs> all I'm going to say. <laughs> hey, I beat you last year at a, at a plate rack because your gun broke. It's a win for me. Mm-hmm. My gun broke? The one the one you borrowed from Phil. Oh, that, that didn't yeah. kindle for millsterps. <laughs> that didn't count. Stop. You're taking that as a win? <laughs> Anything I can because that's... everything is uh what? contest but that's desperate <laughs> all right Brian, did you win did did i win yeah um this uh the gun broke yes Kelly, it doesn't count yes yes all right <laughs> <Yeah, there laughs> <you laughs> the gun he picked <laughs> broke <laughs> yes that's right um uh, yeah so the and you know trevor there may be a chance that we're going to get to talk to ryan in the future and talk about this this kind of stuff because that's what you and i tend to geek out about with when we're talking with ryan right absolutely all right i'm done Awesome. Adriel, who's, what do you got? Uh, let's see. Got squirrel quant- hunting at uh, minus 25 to get that squirrel that's been messing up my uh, hunting shack, and it wasn't there. The nest was there. No squirrel. So no I squirrel. couldn't I couldn't blast him in the face, which I'm very disappointed about. So I'll have be. to go blast him in the face uh, a different day. Uh, I brought my grandma's, where is it? 1938-ish, uh, Savage Sixth Day. Uh, to my place to take some pictures of it and kind of put it online. As you can see, the finish is uh, patina. That's called patina. Yeah, it's got patina on it. Is that a semi? Look at that. This is a semi. It's a semi-auto from 1938. This is an old gun. And uh, it's kind of wild. It's it's got a click-clack action. So the trigger actually has a, a block on it. So as you pull the trigger and the action goes back, it actually holds it. So you can see there, I'm holding on to the trigger, and when I let go, it loads. So as you're shooting it, it goes click, 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 click every time you uh, pull the trigger. Uh, it's got a lock on the uh, bolt here that you can snap in, and that kind of locks the bolt in there. So you could run uh, shorts, longs, or long rifles in this. Um, you just need to lock the bolt, and then once you're done, you just pop it open, cycle it, and then close it again. Turns it into cool. bolt action. Cool. Um, oh, yeah, I heard of this thing. I've seen one before. There- I like there weren't that many of them. There were like 46,000 of these rifles. There's not really like a high production number of these things. Um, I didn't think it was anything special, but you know, I, um, 
I started talking to a guy who knows a lot about it's them. Not, like, there's 40 bucks. not that many of them. There, there's not that many. This one's uh pretty old. It's got like hand cut checkering. The the stock is handmade. It's uh hand cut checkering and uh crazy. Anyways, if you want to find bucks. more information on that, just Google it and you'll get my website. 40 bucks. 40 bucks. <laughs> Yeah, it won't. A uh, forty dollar one might not run. This one, this one doesn't run fantastically. They're uh, they're tube fed. They've got this like toggle thing that lifts the shells in, so might not uh, might not be a good runner. All right, uh, thirty five bucks. <laughs> you talking about the snail? <laughs> uh, let's see here. I pre ordered. Do you do? Do we want to talk about this right now, or do you want to talk about in the news area, the WK one eighty C? All right, let's talk about it. So Wolverine in, and uh, uh, Kodiak Defense are making a 180B rifle, uh, non-restricted. The, the 180B is non-restricted in Canada. The Armalite, uh, it's a, a version of the 180, which is a version of the AR-18. And uh, those are uh, semi-automatic, non-restricted, Gas operated, not direct impingement, like actually a, a piston, uh, semi automatic rifles. So they have a kind of like a, a cup and pistons uh, set up over top that's similar to an SVT 40, very similar to an SVT 40. The rear of the gun has these two uh, guide rods and recoil springs uh, that. A lot of guns these days use, actually, if you look at, geez, even if you look at like a, a Remington 597, it's got a similar dual guide rod, dual recoil spring kind of a setup on it. So uh, uh, a really cool older uh, uh, lockup style on it. It's got also got like, because the bolt doesn't have any gas going into it, it's just uses a, a like a shorter, I guess, a BCG and bolt. Uh, spring return. Um, I just I just went through all this again because I was looking at my old video on the on the AR 180B and uh, yeah, I'm I'm pumped to get it. Anyways, Wolverine is making a version of this that's uh, that looks like it's going to be slightly improved. They've got uh, a different upper on it that uses an AR barrel, which is super key because now we can replace barrels and uh, put something on that's uh, longer, shorter, something that's uh, uh, just going to do the, do what we need it to do a little bit better. Um, but the one that I think that they're selling with, with comes with an 18.6 inch barrel. Uh, I'm trying to think of what other improvements they put on it. The original didn't come with a Picatinny rail top, like a flat top upper. They just came with, uh, this weird little like dovetail thing that you had to buy a, a, a scope mount for. Uh, so they, they come with that rail on top now. Uh, they have a, a charging handle that'll go that goes on either side. I want on the left side. It doesn't come with a bolt release, right? So you've got your right hand on the gun. You drop your mag. You're going to grab another one. You're going to pop it in, and then you're just going to reach up to that charging handle on the left-hand side, rack, uh, rip it back a little bit, and then back in action. So yeah, um, if you're not going to have a bolt release, put the charging handle on the left where it belongs. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really like AKs and that kind of thing where you got to flip it on its side Same. and hit it or go underneath. It's just awkward. Yep. Um, what else they put in there? They changed out the grip. So the original AR 180B, the grip was part of the gun. Um, now they're using just a standard AR grip. So that's nice. Um, you can swap out the trigger for an AR trigger. Uh, and I think from the factory, they're uh, 
getting them with uh, an AR buffer tube and stock. Uh, they're mounting them a little bit higher than the Stormworks adapters on the original, again, AR-180Bs. So they should be a little bit more in line with, uh, like a little bit higher up um, on the back there. So you should be able to run like a normal AR scope mount on there, which is a pretty good thing to, to, to actually get because AR scope mounts are very common. And uh, getting optics that match that height um, is a lot easier than getting ones that you're you know you're just trying to mess around with trying to get the right height on it. Um, they didn't include iron sights on it. Fantastic. To heck with iron sights. Who needs them? Um, uh, they don't have a dust cover on it, but I don't know if I care. Actually, I, I know I don't. It's cold up here, but there's no dust, so what do I care? Um, I think that's about it. Am I missing anything, guys? Um, I think you should probably point out because the charging handle can be actually, I believe it can be flipped for, to either side of the bolt. Is that yes. not correct? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that means the other side of the receiver, the left hand side, has a slot in it. So um, it's going to be open uh, completely. So I don't think you could you couldn't have a dust cover anyway, and it would be kind of foolish because you've got slots in the receiver for the charging handle. Now I'm I'm curious if you can have a charging handle on each side if. Like why not make it fully ambi? Like what the heck? Yes, you could, but I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Like it may it may mess with the bolt mass. I've I got no idea. Yeah. Um, Andrew, are we going to talk about it again in the new gun stuff, or do you want to wrap it up now? No, let's talk about it now. Uh, I just went yeah. through all okay. the Oh, so, by the way, it's a thousand bucks. The air the air one eighty bs the ones you can find in Canada up until now. We're going for like fifteen hundred to two grand. They originally sold for like a thousand. And keep in mind that AR one eighty B was like a, an AR fifteen that was supposed to be a little bit more inexpensive and a little bit more, you know, piston gun reliable. So uh, this thing is uh, the the price is excellent on a thousand bucks non restricted AR AR one eighty B. Do you want to hint at the upcoming uh, Patreon interview? We may be interviewing some people who know more about this gun. A lot more. A lot more. Mm -hmm. lot of, yeah. People who could be responsible for it. Yeah. Can we go that far? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Intimate but you got to be a Patreon. Mm. Right? Yeah. Let's uh, come up. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, so I pre-ordered one of those things. They're, uh, they're, they said that they, they pre-ordered 300 with Kodiak. Um, and then we're going to buy some more. Um, I tried to get in as soon as possible. Um, and they said, they just actually recently said that they pre-ordered a thousand. So they've, they've gotten, sorry, a thousand pre-orders for this thing. So, uh, pop their gun. I think it's, it's a price point, a thousand bucks for, for a price point like this. When you can pull the barrel out, when you can put a different trigger in, like, it doesn't matter if it, like, if the trigger comes at, like as a, a crappy mil spec trigger, it doesn't matter. Like I'm, I'm going to replace the trigger anyways. I'm going to put something sweet in there. That's, uh, you know, cost more, but that's, that's what I want in, 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 uh, you know, a gun that I would want to shoot. I'm going to try setting up for like uh coyote hunting or maybe three gun. And then I don't have to have a restricted three gun. I don't know. SLR. I don't know. <sighs> the SLR is like more though. Yes. Yeah. But it's yeah. also more gun, but uh, it, yeah, I, I'm going to, 
I'm going to wait. Um, I'm not crazy about two things, um, and they've been explained to me, but I'm still not comfortable with them. One, they want 100% deposit down up front. And two... They aren't taking 100 now. They're taking less. Both oh, Wolverine okay. well, they and started the, off with the 100, participating right? Wolverine okay. did. Uh, some of the yeah. other participate, like I think uh, True North Arms got on it earlier, and I think uh, Tenda, sorry, Tenda got on it early, and they had a $400 deposit or something like that. Okay, um, and I know it's been explained, but I still don't like the idea it doesn't have an FRT number yet. Mm-hmm. Eh. So I'll feel better when there's an FR, a non-restricted FRT number assigned, and um, I'll feel better when I know about reliability, longevity, and availability of parts. And I think the warranty is one year, right? I'm not sure. Yeah, I think I read on CGN on, on John's post that the warranty was one year. <laughs> but, uh, cool. Yeah. yeah, anyways, that'll be three or four months till I get that. But I'll probably be buying like the, the odd knickknack for it. Like uh, I'll need a, a scope, something of 4 to 16 uh, with a ballistic. Yeah. I, I shoot coyotes at a long distance, right? It's it's 300 meters-ish that I'm, I'm shooting them at. So I can't... Uh, Okay. I can't just put like a, a one to four. Or well, no, I, I could I could run a one to four, but I was not thinking three best. to nine. Three to nine would work too. Yeah, four to sixteen though. Uh, you're right. I mean, you got a nice range there. Yeah. 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 Anyways, that's it for me, Kelly. What about you? Okay, I went to the range on Sunday. I was an RSO. I did a probationary shoot for a new member. He is actually the president of the CFB Kingston Club, so he did well. So we just signed him off, uh, shot his pistol. He actually has a Glock 17 as well, but it's a Gen 3, and I shot it better than my my Glock. But uh, I think it's because of the fact that his is a little bit more worked in. Uh, he had the flare mag well on it and everything. I liked his gun. Anyways, um, but took him over to the rifle range as well. Yeah, he's a good shooter. So he wants us to come out on to the CFB Kingston uh, range as well. Maybe at some point to host a maple seed. So we're looking at that too. He's a really nice guy. But uh, yeah, so he's new at Frontenac. So we have to do those probationary shoots. So we signed off. I went and signed off for him. So. Anyways, uh, what else did I do? Oh, I did get out a calendar. So, yeah. So, if you're looking for the number, it's on the back here. For those of you who are watching. If you do not have it on the back, don't use the one that I have. Um, contact uh, Tracy Wilson at info at uh, firearmrights.ca and she'll get you a number. Because uh, we are doing, I register it and then we are doing the draws. So, we just had somebody win a $100 gas um gift certificate which was awesome because gas is so freaking expensive right now anyways um what else um we finalized our instructors in training this week so we have 44 all together now and uh we're finalizing our east coast tour and what else are we doing oh, we're still looking for manitoba and bc ranges so mainland or sorry the island in BC. Uh, so if you do have any ranges that are interested in hosting us for our West Coast tour, uh, contact us at info at mapleseedrifleman.com. Um, all right. Kelly? Yeah. Are you guys requiring criminal background checks to become instructors? Uh, we're looking for it. Yeah. And the reason is because we're going to... No, the reason is Gallon. I heard Gallon's going to be an instructor. I was like, <laughs> oh, well... 
But no, I mean, we stop that. <laughs> this is how you keep people out of your associations, right? Just it's it's nothing personal, Gallon. We all had to do it, you know. That's all. I'm just yeah. saying because so, there are children on the line, it's children and women. So we want to make sure that people <laughs> can work with them. Yeah, there are criminal I mean, women too. Gallon should not view maple seed as a chance to pick up new girlfriends. No. Who's Parents drove them there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's, yeah. Are we going to have to make rules? <laughs> Are we going to have to make rules about that? What do you think? Trevor rules, gallon rules. I mean, yeah, you know. Was, yeah, there's already gallon rules. Yeah. Yep. All right. Hey, Jeff. Hey. Do you want to tell us anything exciting that you've done this week in guns? I know you've been sitting there quietly, so I just wanted to include you in. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, about two weeks ago, I went to a little gun show in Vegas. That was pretty oh, cool. Shot show. Yeah. Yeah. Shot show. That was pretty nice. Um, saw lots of guns. Did the Glock Armors course. So we're Gen 5 certified now. Cool. So that was and, a full day. Are you Gen 5s in yet? Yes, I have Gen 5s. We had the, we awesome. got them first in the country. Sweet. What a surprise. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the Glock Armorers course and did you actually learn anything? Because you've been shooting Glock now since like 1991 and, uh, you know, you've had a Glock for a long time, I guess, and you're a smart feller. Did you learn anything? Was there anything there that was new that, well, I suppose Gen 5 is slightly different, isn't it? The Gen 5 is completely different. Mm, it's interesting. Com- once you take it apart, it's you don't know anything until they t- teach you how to do it. Wow. I mean, it, it comes apart the same way in terms of taking a slide off, but the whole back end of the gun is different. The little coil spring that resets your trigger is gone. It's now like a little three-piece assembly that they say is going to last the life of the gun. Uh, they've, you know, the little spring on your safety plunger? That's in the gun three times now, that exact same spring. What? Yeah. So the little leaf spring that was your uh, takedown huh. bar? Yeah. That has a that has a little coil spring in it. Okay. The spring underneath the AMBI slide release has the same spring in it, and there's yeah, and then the spring in the in the rear, actually, well, in the safety plunger is there as well. So it's there three times. So it's hmm. a little more fiddly. Definitely, you cannot take it apart like the old Glock. There's a lot of more little fiddly springs and parts. Well, that's too bad because that was one of the things I absolutely loved about the Glock is I literally did a detail strip of two Glocks blindfolded for my YouTube channel once. Yeah, like it's, I don't know, maybe when you get used to it, it's maybe easy, but it's, there's some small little parts in there that, yeah, it's going to surprise some people. I think most people are going to end up breaking the little plastic part in the trigger reset just from taking it apart wrong. So they, they warned us about that to stock up on those that particular part because everyone's going to see it and go, how does this come apart? And they're going to break it. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I'll do that. So, yeah. So so Glock is step, taking a step backwards, basically? Well, they yeah. definitely they, – well, no, they've, they've, you know, they've made this, the uh, production cheaper because they, you know, they've you know, taken out two springs that they don't have to make. They just keep – Well, making production it. cheaper is not a step forward for us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it's easier to keep track of parts. You don't have to keep three different springs. You can just have one. And, and a bunch only, of spare plastic parts that are prone to break. 
Did the parts count go up? There was only 32 to begin with, give or take. Uh, there was 34, wasn't there? I don't know. Like, that's I why I said give or take. Yeah. What well, What is it now? Do you know? I, I don't know. I didn't count them all, but it's it's different. It's a little surprising, a little scary at first, but once you get into it, it's it. They assure us it's gonna the little fiddly bits are not gonna break. They're gonna last the life cycle of the gun unless you try to, you know, manhandle it when you take it apart. Okay. But uh, it was a good course. It was really interesting. So everything was new. I mean, yeah, every, everything is completely new. It's it's going to be quite a learning curve for a lot of people. That's for sure. But uh, the trigger pull is a lot nicer. Really? Yeah, it, that's that's something. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it, that stands to reason because they got well, well, not they sometimes manufacturers take a step back, but the Glocks have gotten better with every generation, and the Gen Four trigger was, you know, unless you were looking at something like a Walther or an HK, the Glock Gen Four trigger was as good or better than any other striker fired gun out there. Right. So I, I think they've definitely made the trigger better. It's just, it's going to be a little bit of a learning curve and it's not as scary as it looks when you first take it apart. But yeah, it's a, it was a good course. It was really well, really well run. So there was three of us there from the store. So I think we have 12 armorers now. So Excellent. Yeah. Uh, what else was that shot show? Everything was that shot show. What can I say? I mean, what was the weirdest gun, gun or accessory that you saw? That monster uh, backpack? No. What I did stop by the High Point booth. They were actually there. We talked about this on another <laughs> show yeah. and wondered whether or not High Point actually attended Shot Show. And they're not even they're not even just there. They're on the main floor. They're not even in the basement. Oh. They are in they're right next to all the big players. Well, you know what? They sell a lot of guns. Yeah, they do. They, they do. How many did you guys order? Then, <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, last year. Cool thing Ruger had that we can't get yet is the PC carbine. I don't know if you've seen that thing with the mm-hmm. takes yeah. Ruger pistol mags. That's take. It's a takedown. Yeah, but that's coming very very soon. It seems to me. Anyway, carry on. The problem is the barrel. It's sixteen and a point. Well, it's coming in. It's restricted. Yeah, but there there may be if if you know demand warrants that they may do a barrel for Canada. Right. So, we were talking about that. We were hoping that it'd be a little bit longer. Uh, nobody would confirm nor deny. So, mm. but as a restricted gun, I don't think it has much of a market in Canada. But if it goes non-restricted, sure, why not? Cheap little, you know, handgun blinker. Yeah, it can't be. If it goes non-restricted, it'll be a better option than um, Keltec Sub Two Thousand. Especially yes. in the takedown version. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, it's well made. Uh, we also saw the precision rimfire. Which is How is that? Heavy. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a it's a heavy little twenty two, but I mean it's got a fully adjustable stock. It's got the handguard, the all the attachment slots on it. Big massive bolt handle, adjustable trigger, AR type controls for your safety. It uh, of course it will accept the. 10 round BX mag with no trouble because, you know, we can't use the normal ones anymore. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, we're going to get them. I mean, obviously they're great little 22. Uh, like I say, it's, uh, 
really well built, you know, as Ruger does it, they tend to overbuild it. So it's not a lightweight gun, but it does seem to be well made. Okay. What else did I see? RDB, Caltech RDB. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this, this 223 bullpup. Boo. Right. <laughs> no, come on. You have an SKS behind you. What are you booing about? <laughs> a proven battle <laughs> weapon. Oh, my Jeff God. Jeff is inviting that oh, officially, oh. by the way. Awesome. <laughs> so what, what did you think of the RDB, uh, Jeff? It, it's it's Caltech, right? I mean, it's it's very familiar. It's heavy. It's well-made. It's should be affordable for a bullpup. I mean, is it going to kill the Tavor? I don't think so. But it's definitely going to be a viable option for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it had a lot of gen- generated a lot of interest at Shot Show. Everybody was looking at it. They all thought it was greatest thing ever. So, uh, yeah, the trick with Caltech is: are they actually going to be able to produce any to sell? Yeah, that is supply and demand is definitely not mm-hmm. not their strong suit. So, yeah. yeah, it's you know we're Canada. We're, we're a big market. I'm sure they're going to step up. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, I mean, t- to their credit, they apparently sell everything they make because they can't seem to meet their demand. So that's that's good in that respect. But yeah. Yep. And yeah, to, like Jeff, um, to to your comment of we're a big market, and I know that was tongue firmly planted in cheek, but mm-hmm. the reality is manufacturers sell more guns to some of the smaller U.S. states than they do to all of Canada. That's how yeah. low we are on the pecking on the totem pole. I think the state of New Hampshire has a bigger gun market than Canada. I would think so. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, you know, Caltechs, they got a, quite a market in Canada. I mean, they, they do respond. I mean, they do. And they make Canadian specific products. Yeah, exactly. So they're, they're willing to adapt to our, our, uh, our gun laws. So. Yeah. We were getting KSGs up here when a lot of Americans were still looking for them. Yep. That's true. Yeah. I was in on the first 50 that came to Canada. Mm-hmm. I wish I hadn't been, but whatever. <laughs> anyway, uh, my favorite thing was the Tika 22. I oh, think really? That, that thing is just going to be a sweet little rifle. Um, <sighs> did you happen to find out if they were going to introduce that rifle in other rimfire calibers as well? Well, I think right now it is a 17 and, and long rifle, right? So It is 17 yeah. and long. Good. So yeah. would you get rid of your CZ and 17 for this thing? Well, I have a Tika 7 mil, so it would be nice to have a, a buddy to go with it. But They would be buddies. You could keep but, them in the same case. They could be like roommates or on a younger brother, older brother kind of situation. Yeah, I know. But I mean, the 455 is it's a good rifle too. Don't get me wrong. Okay, so maybe I, if I imply that you should get rid of the 455, I owe you an apology. No, I mean, you, you do have a sweet-looking Savage 17 next to you there. I don't wonder where you got that. This one. Yeah. This one right here, yeah. Yeah, so the story on this rifle, kids. Jeff knows I love this rifle. The first uh, Gopher Apocalypse I went on with Jeff, I used this rifle. So when Jeff decided it was time to sell this rifle, this is what he did. He calls me up and says, Trevor, I put my Savage in the mail for you today. This is how much I want. Pay me later. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not exaggerating, am I, Jeff? No, you're not. He shipped it to me without telling me until it was already in the mail and just said, this is what you're going to pay me. And I went, yes, Jeff. And that's exactly (laughs) what I did. 
He was so sure that I was going to buy the rifle. He didn't even ask. He literally mailed it to me. Yep. And there you go. You have it. I do with a lovely loophole VX three, four and a half to 14 that I traded 10 millimeter brass for. That's the same scope I have on my Tika. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Oh, speaking of 22s, the little CZ just showed up. And that's got me thinking, do I need another rifle? Of course you do. do. I, of course I do. Why are you <laughs> thinking about it? I don't understand. What do you mean thinking? Just I, I mean, it's it's a 455. I have one, but it's... But you don't have this one. It's really right. nice. It's the, I mean, the wood is, is better than your average fence post. I mean, 10-round bag. <laughs> it comes with a rail. Finally, they start putting rails on their guns. Like, that didn't take very long, did it? Um, comes with a sweet little bag, a sling, and we're throwing in the swivels because for some for reason, for free, because for some reason they thought, here's a gun, here's a sling, we're not going to tell you how to attach it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, what else at Shot Show, Jeff, was of the same kind of interest as that Tika? Uh, well, I mean, oh, there's so. It's just so much to look at. I mean, it's it's overwhelming. Yeah, it's my second show, but it's still you see everything, but you see nothing, right? I mean, you walk and walk and walk, and you see all this cool stuff, but you just can't process it all. I mean, there's just too much to look at. Um, I mean, for the Canadian market, obviously the Tika was the big thing. Caltech was the big thing. Um, we looked at some, you know. Uh, stuff for engraving some laser stuff so i mean that's of course that's coming down the road with the un markings so that's mm. that's a whole another hey, whole another industry what that's, else could make the world a safer place than putting another mark or number on a gun i know absolutely i mean i i tremble every time i walk into my gun room that they're not marked so mm -hmm. Jeff, uh, curious, did you take a look at the Browning uh, booth and the retro AR and a AR-15 and AR-10s? The Brownells booth? The Bra Sorry, Brownells. My bad. I apologize. Yes, yeah, I did. They're, yeah, I mean, they're cool. Don't get me wrong. They're, they look really nice. Uh, of course, everyone's thinking that they're going to be non-restricted. I don't know how that's going to flesh out or not. But, uh, yeah, I guess we can import them. It's just a matter of how they're going to be classified in Canada. Are they, are they presumed to be AR 10 pre AR 15 FRT non-restricted? Yeah, yeah. That would be something, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, are they going to be cheap? No, but, but we could get a non-restricted AR 10 out of this. You definitely could. Yep. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that was really popular. Actually, there's a lot of people at the Brownells booth looking at that. So, uh, I'm sure we'll see him in Canada sometime soon. I mean, it's only a matter of time. Uh, well, actually, um, I read on Reddit that uh, Filthy sent me a post. Someone on Reddit said that Wolverine or Wanstalls, I think it was Wolverine, will be carrying those retro rifles that Brownells is putting out. Yep. Yeah, I saw mm. that too. So, uh, Has anybody else been to SHOT Show? None of you guys? No. Nope, but I got sick anyway. I put on Facebook, enjoy your shot show plague, suckers. I woke uh, up the next day sick. I'm only getting over it today. Because they do have podcasters row, so I mean, you would be with your own kind. I mean, if you want to go. <laughs> yeah, my people? Yeah. yeah. We don't yeah. like our people. 
Yeah, That's why we get together electronically, not in person. You people. You people. <laughs> um, oh, big news. Uh, our Vortex order is going in on Friday. Nice. We've never, we've never carried Vortex, so that is a new oh, one wow. for us. Cool. Really? So, hmm. so we are going to go in two feet deep. We are, we are definitely going to carry everything. So. Oh, yeah. We'll you got to that soon. fill the house with razors. Yeah, I mean, I'm already starting to look at the the scope that I'm I'm not going to buy for this CZ that I'm not going to buy. So <laughs> the two of them aren't going to look great together. They when are you don't not buy them. when I don't buy them exactly. So uh, when I'm out there in July to shoot gophers, I want to use that one. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and then no he'll then he'll just ship it to you in the mail. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> here's a, here's a uh, here's a Mossberg. Here, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, hello, return to sender. Yeah, here's here's a five ninety seven. Enjoy. I like my five ninety seven. Really? Yeah, it's got the highest maple seed score of any <laughs> podcaster on this show. Okay. Uh, I like uh, my five ninety seven. Oh. <laughs> Say that again, Adriel. You're breaking up. Oh, I just thought it was funny that. Uh, uh, Jeff was so surprised that you like your five nine seven. <laughs> yeah, he, it, nobody likes the five. I mean, they all have them, but does anybody really like them? Yes, really. Yes, oh, out of the box is a way better rifle than ten twenty two, and it's less expensive. Better ergonomics, better accuracy, uh, better magazines. Okay, how much did you put on that thing, though? Really? I'm not talking about what I did to mine. I said out of the box. <laughs> out of the box. Yeah. Out of the box. Yeah. I have one. I, I mean, I, I paid nothing for it, so I got my money's worth, I think. So. Right. Yeah. Hey, listen, if you're tired of it, send it down. Okay. I got one. Do you want to buy another one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what didn't arrive today in the mail? A shotgun barrel and a Beretta. <laughs> nope. They're on the floor right here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, oh, it's, it's uh, never mind. I'm just going to be quiet. I'll just leave it alone. Uh, Adriel, you know, uh, Vortex does make some interesting 4 to 16 offerings too for optics. So you might want to look there for your uh, for your coyote getter scope. I've heard really good things about the Gen 2. Really good things about it. Cool. Is he there? Okay. Yep, he's still there. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll be, I don't know, two to three to four weeks before we see our stuff, but the order's going in tomorrow, so looking forward to that. So if you're looking for a Vortex, let me know. Uh, cool. A lot to learn about them. I've never had them, so everyone's kind of looking through the website, trying to get familiar with the names and the, the different levels and the options. So, but Did everyone, you guys order any of the uh, UH1s, the Hueys? Uh, we That's ordered everything. holographic everything, yeah. We just said, yeah, we like your catalog. Send that. <laughs> Times two, yeah. Because we're the yeah. Congregation Center and you're not. Yeah. yeah, just whatever you make, we'll yeah, sure, fine, whatever, send it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, what else is going on in the store? If anybody needs any Blue Force gear stuff, it's getting cleared out. So if you need a a pouch or a chest rig or a whatever, yeah. The only thing that's not on sale is the slings. So. Mm. So it's, it's disappearing pretty quick. So we're getting down to the, you know, the last of the last of it. So if you know anybody who needs a good 
Blue Force Gear Kit, and yeah, let me know. It's, it's I, dwindling, so I, I think a coyote rifle should have a Blue Force Gear sling on it, Adriel, for sure. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Jeff, what about uh, absolute absurdity? Um, we saw some guns like, like one of the things that I'm hearing people say is this is the sh- uh, shot show this year is the year of guns nobody asked for or wanted. Um, they're coming up with stuff for the sake of coming up with it and seem to be making some ridiculous decisions. Um, of course, I hate everything. That's just the way I am until I don't. And then all of a sudden it's the best thing in the world because now I want one. Um, so, you know, what, what, what did you see that you just kind of walked away scratching your head? Oh, I don't know. I can't think off the top of my head. I mean, you, uh, you know, you came on tonight talking about SHOT Show. You maybe wanted to prepare a little bit and think of these things ahead of time. Think about what? I mean, I, it's all in the past now. I've forgotten most of it. <laughs> Were so you drinking at SHOT Show, Jeff? So I'm, on, I'm, wondering, I'm wondering, Jeff, if, if sending you to SHOT Show was a good investment for a Calgary <laughs> shooting center. <laughs> seem to recall. We got Vortex. Yeah. We got all <laughs> the Vortex. All the Vortex. Uh, I mean, we, we generally didn't. We only went to the boots that of, of brands that we carry or want to carry. We didn't look at every little every little kitchen corner there's just so much stuff there i mean you you can't see everything right i mean we just stuck to the main line so i'm sure there's stuff out there like what have you heard like that you think is ridiculous maybe i've seen the revolution it. revolution yeah we don't even need to talk about that mm-hmm. no no okay no uh yeah well, i stuck to mainstream stuff to be honest with you i mean there's i'm sure there's lots of goofy stuff out there but fair i i, I stared clear of it i mean yeah you're not going to carry it, right? No, I, you can't waste your time stopping at every, every little booth. So you, you have so much stuff to do. There's meetings all yeah. day, every day. You can't, you need an extra day just to walk around and look at stupid stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah the folks from Matador said that there's two people walking around Shot Show. The one who's got to get to their next meeting and is going from point A to point B with a list. And then the podcaster YouTuber that's just logly gagging, hoping for an interview for their channel with 500 subs. And and trying to find the next booth that's giving away beer. Yeah. Oh. They have booths yeah. that give away beer? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gabriel. Pump in. Yeah. <laughs> Give me in, coach. Yeah. Springfield's giving away beer. Bagara Barrels. Yeah. Everybody. <laughs> Springfield uh, can't give away their guns. They might as well give away beer. Actually, they did give away guns. Uh, I didn't go. win one, but they did, <laughs> they they did give away guns. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, everyone knows about the knife shenanigans up here. I was, I was talking yeah. to Buck. I was talking yeah, to Buck and KT. They're aware. They, as far as they know, I don't know. If, if somebody orders stuff, they're going to send it to them. I mean, no one said don't. Uh, people are still ordering knives. So whether they get across the border is another thing. I actually okay. have my knife at one of the retailers for warranty work, and we'll see if it makes it back across the border. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, it's uh it's at it's at buck now. It's getting fixed and let's see if I get it back. CBSA can do some sketchy stuff, man. I had to pay duty on the value of something that was declared that was my own property that was being returned to me from a university. The sender declared its value and they nailed me with duty. Mm. Really? Yeah. And I tried to appeal it and called and emailed it. Oh, my God, the bureaucracy. 
It was never anybody's job and pass the buck, pass the buck. And got so, uh, I didn't pay it and they sent me to collections and then I finally had to pay it. The buggers. Really? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, oh, one of the stupid things I saw Shasha show was some uh, people are trying to put bayonets on everything. <laughs> yes. You see that uh, ridiculous yeah, I, sliding spike that comes out? Yeah, I saw that. That's... Dude was talking about that like that was a real thing. Like that was a legitimate viable option. You wouldn't just drop the rifle and grab your handgun. You know, the guy's got a gun. And he's possibly still shooting at you. You would stop, slide this out, lock it in place, and then and then break out the stabbery. Yeah. So that was pretty ridiculous. So I don't think I've seen this. I think I got to go look for it. What were so, some of so them? You're saying Calgary Shooting Center has five on order, and they're they're coming in. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Special order for Brian. Yeah. Hey now. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Hey. I know yeah. you wanted ten, but five is all we could get. I know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's some some sightings. I mean, I think uh, Punisher was there. You know the Punisher. Yep. Yes. He was there. He was there. <laughs> uh, Trump Jr. was there. Okay. Jerry Mitchellick was there. Of course, Jerry. Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, right. Bumped into uh, Larry Vickers. Oh, nice. Yeah. So uh, the guy, Fieri, celebrity chef. Yes. That, yeah, he was there. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I guess he the guns. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Diners, drive-ins, and guns? Sure. Why not? Sure. Okay. Yep. Um, That's for the morning when everyone's hung over. Did you go to media day at the range and what did you shoot? That was awesome. Um, we missed the bus by 10 minutes. Holy. Well, whose idea was it to get Jeff on for a shot show recap? <laughs> was this my I, idea? I got, a, I got a question, Jeff, because they call it media day and you're not media. So wasn't it, isn't it media day just for media or is it for uh, the dealers as well? It, it's called range day. So oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, you get to See, go and shoot cool stuff. So yeah. But we we didn't I didn't make it so, yeah that was a disappointment, needs mm-hmm. to say. But it, it was good. It was good the previous year. <laughs> <laughs> what did you shoot last year? Any of this, any of the stuff that we're gonna get? <laughs> uh, I found M two forty nine. Yeah, we don't have those here. So. I have those. Yeah. Uh, shot the Hudson, which is a, which uh, I didn't. We'll see have those much. soon. Really? I don't know. I had did they they weren't making too much noise this year. I don't know what happened to them, to be honest with you. Well, they're in production now. They've they got guns yeah. out in the wild, but uh I actually was on a Facebook thread with them today and asking about Canadian distribution and it's it's going through legal. I'm not sure what that means. Mm-hmm. But it I, I don't know. Probably just mm-hmm. dealing with getting a, an export permit or something like that and Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so FRT, all that stuff. So yeah, it, it it'll happen someday. Yeah, I, I mean, it it was cool, no? Striker fired nineteen eleven. Um. So uh, when it, you're talking about Hudson, Brian, I was texting yeah. Yolanda about something I saw on Instagram. Majorly distracted. Uh, <clears throat> um. You so distracted? yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Shocker! Surprise! Call me surprised. Um, well, yeah, you know, no Hudson, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it's, um, it's interesting to watch you have the stroke. <laughs> <laughs> so I know a dealer who has approached Hudson. Um, 
very seriously two years in a row to try and secure um, distribution, of course, uh, exclusive distribution, if at all possible. And the answer has been the same both times. Uh, we have to we have to meet the demands, the commitments of the domestic market first. And so they've been selling guns now for two years and they're still not ready to look outside of the United States because the demand for that pistol is still so high. Well, no, they just started shipping them this fall. They didn't ship them. No, oh, you're right. They didn't. No, just yeah. this. Yeah. So like uh, October, November, I think. Yep. Probably. No, you're right. We just started yeah. seeing people shooting that thing on on YouTube. So, um, yeah, which is why um, curious as to what's going to happen with the whole Iran guns thing. If some American companies that are waiting on guns are all of a sudden going to be annoyed that Canadians are getting them before them, but if I run guns as a dealer, once they have the guns, they're they can do well, what they that's want. It. Yeah, they're they're buying them in the states. They're they're buying yep. them with their American. Right. So they're they are an American dealer. So that's it's it it'll work out. And I'm okay with letting the American gun buyer be the beta testers for these. Yep. Um. You know, they've already come out with a second model, which is has an aluminum frame instead of steel, so it makes a big difference on weight. Now, for for our use, for civilian, uh, recre you know, recreational competitive use, I don't think that is that big a deal. Um, certainly, if you're going to carry it, you'd like it to be lighter. So, anyway, yeah. we'll see where they go. I'm curious. What are you guys' thoughts on the 19X? I hate it. I think it's dumb. I think, think they, you, you know, what they did. It should have been another way around, right? Yeah, exactly. And and they will. It's like they gave us the single stack 380. Yep. When we wanted, when we all wanted a single stack nine, yep. so they're like, you know what? Here, it's close enough. You're all going to buy it anyway because you're a bunch of Glock fanboys and fangirls. And uh -huh. sure enough, everybody bought it. And then the next year, they brought out the single stack nine mil. So this year, they bring out the 19x long grip, short frame, has its place, not in carry world. Next year, they'll give us yep. the Glock 18, quote unquote, as Paul Krause would say, 17 slide, 19 grip, longer sight radius, shorter grip, less printing. So they're following the Apple model. Exactly following the Apple model. If they could find a way to slow down the early gens of Glocks, they would. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. To be Remember, they, they designed this gun to meet the requirements of the U.S. Army MHS. Who didn't it want it? Uh, who decided who didn't select it, but that was the criteria that barrel length with a full, a full length uh, grip. So they yeah. just said, Oh, we've already made this investment. Let's sell it. Cause otherwise it's a complete loss leader. So um, they're basically trying to recoup their, their investment in R and D for that pistol. They've got the tooling off they go. And I understand like there's, there's shooters in the U S who are pretty excited about it. Not for carry, but guys who want to run uh, comps and and dots on the top, they're really excited about having the shorter the shorter slide and the full size grip frame. So cool. it is what it is. It's it's not going to be for everybody, but doesn't yeah fine. I mean, it's a cool gun. I play with it. It looks nice. It's it's a Glock. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's not that much different, but. Yeah, I th I thought they would have went the other direction with the shorter yep, frame and uh, yeah, longer slide because you can stick a lot of barrel in your pants, but not so much slide, not so much uh, grip. <laughs> oh yeah, That's it's this is not a it's not a concealed carry pistol. But no, that, nope. you know, they also sell a thirty four and a thirty five, not concealed carry pistols. 
Nope. Nope. Fair. Yeah. All right. I think that's, uh, yeah, I think that's all I had for Shot Show because, you know, well, we'll see what happens next year, but it was, uh, it was really busy. This was, this year was just nuts, meetings, just all the time, go, go, go. So, and there's parties every night. So, I mean, what can you do? I mean, my God. <laughs> Did you go to the, the Canadian party, of course? Yeah, up in the stratosphere, mm-hmm. the, the tower thing, yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Went to Blue Force Gear party, Glock party, Blazer party. I think that was it. Which party was the best party? Uh, I mean, in terms of sheer awesomeness, I mean, the Glock party is, is just huge, right? I mean, yeah. it's thousands of people. and Wow. Li- live entertainment, music, and just great food so yeah it's it's a it's a spectacle for sure and didn't win anything either there so <laughs> now um uh, anybody with a ticket to shot show get in or do you have to get invited to specific manufacturers parties uh you have to be invited through your glock distributor representative yeah so you get this so you of, yeah so you get this oh, okay. uh plexiglass thing that lights up and it's got your name your number on it so it's it's pretty yeah not everybody can go but it's uh, i think about 1500 people managed to find an invitation somewhere so it's a uh, it's definitely a definitely a cool party that's for sure okay so if we go next year uh we'll just make sure that we see you and we'll we'll all go together right well yeah you guys are going to be in podcasting row so you and uh you know the secret squirrel project yeah <laughs> i will totally walk around saying don't you know who i am <laughs> and then i'll call myself andrew craig oh okay you know yeah. you, you talk about that trevor but i i actually found out that my name got dropped at shot and it was like in a positive way really no. there's people yeah and now, somebody knew who you were well Remember, not everyone who go like people who go to shot. Some of them are from like our area, right? <laughs> right. It's not like I'm really famous. Just people who know me from here were there. <laughs> That's really what happened. But oh, okay, I like so it better context? than my name got dropped. Uh, I can't really say it. I'm just saying my name got dropped in a positive way. Ah, okay. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> mm. Not by Jeff. Uh, no, Jeff didn't know. No, no. I, I tried, and they were like, "Yeah, no." <laughs> no, I don't blame you. No, no. You no. didn't think about me all week. I hope you had better stuff. Uh, to do. Only absolutely. at night. All right. <laughs> oh, awkward. When the moon is right. Oh. <sighs> uh, we're getting to the point in the show where it's getting awkward, so that means we have to move on, doesn't it? There's never a point when it's not awkward. This is slam fire. <laughs> uh, uh, one thing that's the same as last year. Everyone's making a suppressor. My God, they're. It's just everyone's got one, except it's for ridiculous. us. Well, yeah, but yeah, it's suppressors are on everything, and everyone's making one. So, okay. nice. it's uh, yeah, I mean, it's cool to see, but yay, can't get one. Exactly. <laughs> 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 Maybe we could get a nice shroud or something like that, like a practice suppressor, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. just in case uh, they get legal here. I think I saw a suppressor on a revolver. I can't be sure though. <laughs> <laughs> that makes well, total sense. That's just they're they're suffering from too much freedom. Too, yeah, is it, yeah, too much, too much America. Yeah. 
Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Well, let's. Uh, well, thank you for telling us all about Shot Show, and uh, maybe next year we'll have you on again, and and uh, we can talk more about Shot Show. For, about yes, hopefully I'll have I'll have more time to actually look around and mm-hmm. find find the stupid stuff to bring back. So. All right. I think we should get Jeff next year. We should get Jeff on like right afterwards, so he doesn't forget everything before he uh-huh. comes on. Yeah. Uh, oh, of course, the swag is is tremendous. So much stuff. Uh-huh. Did you actually mail yourself the swag, or did you carry it back with you on on the plane? No, I carried it back with me. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I know people yeah. who mailed it to themselves because there was some. I love stuff. when Jeff brings home swag because when I was at the nationals this summer, I stayed at his house, and every morning was like Easter morning. I was finding things. <laughs> Like little shot show swag things laid out in my room when I would come home, yeah. I'd find something stuffed in my range bag. It was every day was Easter. It was wonderful, yeah. and of course, coffee and bacon. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now Trevor, did you say that you came home and found stuff in your room, or you woke up and found stuff in your room? Because <laughs> um, one is kind of funny, the other is kind of creepy. Yeah, <laughs> he came, he saw, he plugged. <laughs> oh. Oh, awkward. So let's wrap this up. Yeah. <laughs> We're good. All right. All right. Well, thanks for coming on again, Jeff. And uh, yeah. yeah, as I said, we'll have you on again next year. Yeah, I have to go because we got 60 inches of snow today. So it's it's going to be nuts getting home. All Sweet. right. Have yeah. fun with that, eh? Drive safely. Okay. Uh, I know it's not hanging up on Brian. It's hanging up on everybody. But I'm going to say this is for Brian. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> but you said bye, so it wasn't really yeah, hanging out. Yeah, yes. we said bye. Yes. Not, not how long. that works. No. no, exactly. Just hang up now. Okay. All right. All right. I didn't think the hang up game was hard, Trevor, but I can't find people who know how to play it. <laughs> nope. Nope. No. Oh, well. Right. You can't so even telephone I- right. <laughs> Are we ready? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> okay, why don't we uh, talk about upcoming events and breeze through this because it's been a little long because we've actually had two guests on. So upcoming events, do you want to talk about the 8th Annual Podcaster Charity Shoot there, Trevor? Yes, please. Okay. I am going to... Um, um, I don't know if I want to announce the charity or not, but I will say this. Okay. It is not going to be anything to do with ALS, because ALS blew us off and don't want anything to do with um, guns. Well, they didn't name Funny. guns specifically. They tried to be politically correct guns. and take the high road. So they threw a whole <laughs> bunch of people under the bus. Religion, politics, um, guns. not protesters. What did they call us? They didn't call us advocates. Anyway, I fully intend to read their email and show when we have more time. Okay. Um, Muffin is pissed. He's like, this needs to go public. <laughs> anyway, I just want to clarify a couple of things. All right. It's a three-day event. It's going to be from July 5th to July 7th. It will be at the Rescuish Gun Club. Pre-registration is not required for the actual charity shoot, so stop asking. Right. Um, day one, July 5th, is a Furlachi handgun fundamentals class. There are 15 spots with only two left. Price is 100 bucks. All proceeds go into this year's charity. Start time is 9 a.m. You need 250 rounds, a holster, three magazines. Mag pouches would really help. Now, for this event, pre-registration is required. Email us to register at slamfireradio at gmail.com. Day 2, July 6, will be a maple seed shoot. Pre-registration is required. This will be handled specifically through 
Maple Seed, not through the show, not through the Restoration Gun Club. Right. Donald, uh, Brad, stop <laughs> asking. You're not going to get in if you keep asking. You're on my last nerf. Uh, registration for that is really early. I'm just kidding, Donald and Brad, by the way. Um, registration is 7.30 a.m. Round count is approximately 300 rounds. 50 bucks for adults, 30 bucks for LEO, $15 for youth. Again, registration will go directly through the Maple Seed website. When it opens, we will post links all over the universe for you to find. Mm -hmm. Day three, July 7th, that is the actual charity shoot. Registration is at 9 a.m., cost is 25 bucks. There are four events, a mini steel challenge, which is done with a pistol 9mm and above, or a 22 pistol, or a 22 rifle. If you don't have a holster, you can start off of a barrel. Just because you've never drawn from a holster before, don't let that stop you. You can still take part in this in a safe way. Um, there's only four stages. It's going to go quick. Uh, and if you don't take part in the steel challenge, you're going to be standing around waiting. And no one likes to wait at a charity shoot. They like to shoot at a charity shoot. So at least take a 22 rifle and... Um, Give that a try. Second event will be the 22 Silhouette. It's gallery style. It's 18 meters. It's rimfire only. It's 22 long rifle only. Uh, third event is around a trap. You'll do the trap and the um, Silhouette at the same time. And then for the rest of the day, the rifle range will be open for a just help yourself, try each other's gun kind of thing, free shoot. And the range where we had the 22 silhouette will be open for handguns and we'll set up a bunch of X metal steel targets for you to shoot on. And we'll stay there until we decide we've had enough and we want to, you know, leave the range and go do whatever it is we're going to do, which will probably involve copious amounts of alcohol. Um, what else? Smoke in the water. We'll do the barbecue. Um, if you're looking for hotel information, ask us on Facebook or, or email us, whatever. Uh, we can skip the next two events this week. All right. Actually, actually, no. Um, okay. I wanted to plug the Ferlacci handgun fundamentals class. Uh, nobody's registering. So I know normally what we would do is we would ask you to register and then ask you to pay in about January so we could book our flights. And I think we got like three people registered. So there's two days, Saturday, fundamentals, Sunday, beyond fundamentals. And there's lots of space. And here's the thing. If we don't get the class sold out, we won't right. get Matthew and I out there. So, well, actually, I'm already going to be there. So, and I don't want to teach this without Matthew. I'll just go shoot gophers with Adriel um, because could it's this, Matchy. Because uh, it, could this be, so Prairie Fire is that weekend too. Could that actually have impacted it, do you think? Uh, yep, I would imagine. But we yeah. actually, we get about, about half the people that we get, Kelly, mm -hmm. don't shoot Ipsic or three gun or anything. Okay. They just have a handgun and want to improve their skills. So it's, it's going to affect us somewhat. No question. It's not helping. That's for sure. And uh, hey, if you guys don't sell out the class and Matthew can't go, well, guess what, Adriel? I'm going to Prairie Fire with you. <laughs> not a bad option. I think I that's know, a right? great option. <laughs> yeah. So can I ask you, when are you going to know whether you're going to actually have the for yeah, really. like we need like you have to have a contact you have to have a date where you're you're, yeah. you're cut off right i think april is realistic by the end of april if we don't have the classes uh you know at least 80 percent full we're probably not going to be able to make it okay so hey, have you bought tickets already for you have bought tickets yet i'm going and okay. matthew has not but i i'm already i'm on my way to vancouver so i'm just stopping in in edmonton to uh teach class and jump on a train and take the train through the rockies okay 
So yeah, shoot some gophers in the face and shoot some gophers in the face. All right, sounds like a nice trip. Okay. And, and listen, folks, they now have another option. They could go to Prairie Fire. So Tr- Trevor's wheels are already turning. So. Yes. Okay. So uh, let's move on to the news. Uh, who put the first link in? Uh, that was me. Trevor, I got some spare guns. I could fully outfit you with three gun stuff. Yeah. I could also, I'll have my SLR by then. I'll just mail that out and have you play with it and then mail it back if you don't have your own. I've got two ARs and I'm going to have that, that 180 by then too. Anyways, that's cool. (laughs) This one affects me. Uh, (laughs) Here in Alberta, we're not allowed to kill animals with spears or other stuff anyways. So no rear naked chokes on a bear to off it. That's not allowed in Alberta anymore. Uh, We got to use a gun or a bow and arrow or something. That's not fun. So. Yeah. Uh, so th- this is in relation to there was a, a video of a guy who um, who went spear hunting bear in Alberta. He uh, mm-hmm. he got his bear. His bear did not suffer it. It died right away. And uh, uh, the existing NDP government didn't think that was cool and has since banned them. So no more f- spearing animal for us. That's it. I didn't really want to talk too much about this one. Just it's there. And then the other one here, this, yep. this, isn't, this isn't news. I just found it interesting. How much do you think a PMAG is in New Zealand? Just a regular 30 uh, round. New Zealand? 30 round? Magpole? PMAG? Yep. 50, 80 bucks. 50 bucks. 80 bucks. How about, how about, do you want me to actually guess or read what's on here? Well, you've already well, seen it on there. Not really. <laughs> if you don't guess right, you're not doing it right. <laughs> yeah. It should be about 50 bucks. Well, I mean, I'm not even looking. Was I right? No. What? Yeah. It's 150 bucks, and it's you save 100 bucks off it. It's 250 (laughs) dollars. Oh my god! No, but is it full cap? I'm pretty sure it is. Oh, just hold on a second. I'm pretty sure it is. They're saying like magazine capacity, 10 rounds, perfect for hunting. Uh, yes. 20 round, perfect for prone. 30 round, the standard capacity for air 15. 40 40 perfect for competition. competition. Yeah, it is. Anyways, now you have to bucks, fit that to a, bucks. Yeah, you have to fit, fit that to a category A semi-automatic rifle. So I don't know what kind of extra red tape comes around that. But if you're from New Zealand and you're listening and you're yelling at us right now, uh, send us an email and maybe we'll talk to you about New Zealand's gun laws. Maybe. Well, you know who who can do that? Uh, Jason Philp lived there for a few years, so mm-hmm. he can come on and talk about New Zealand. Um. We got a guy. Yeah. Or get, who, get us in touch with like someone who's like there and who's like really into guns and really knows the laws down there. Yeah, because Philp is not into guns. Okay, was I, he I when he was down there? Like, if right. if I go, if I went and lived somewhere for two years, I would not know everything there was to know about their guns down there. Mm, okay, you just don't want to have Philp on the show. I get it. That's fine. <laughs> That's true. I, I like Philp. All I, right, I find I find the warning interesting. Uh, purchase of this product or for fitting to uh, such and such category semi-automatic rifle is an offense. So if you fit the magazine to a rifle, you're not allowed to fit it to. That's the offense. But just having the magazine is okay. It's not right. That, yep. that seems less dumb than our five-round limits on stuff. It does. It does. It's like I can have a full-auto trigger group and bolt carrier group, and that's okay. But I should never put them in a gun. Uh, okay. Yeah. Or you could have a like in Canada, you can. There's numerous guns that use 
uh, PMAGs that are not semi-automatic. So why are they subject to the same magazine capacity things? Oh, my yeah. head hurts. Yes. Yeah. 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 This this dumb rule is slightly less dumb than Canada's rules. Just slightly. slightly. Just, yeah. Cool. All right, why don't we go on to new gun stuff, the FN. Uh, yeah, if, so FN's working with Iron Guns. They're going to try to bring some new stuff into market. Uh, they're working on the SCAR-17 and yay. the 249SNR, which I guess is a semi-auto 249. Yeah. That would be a neat toy for someone who's not me because uh, <laughs> I couldn't afford to buy one of those things. But uh, the SCAR-17 would be really cool. Aren't those like really expensive, though? Three grand, two grand? Uh, hard to say. Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. Sure. They're probably like spendy. So, cool. Well, I mean, more choice is better. Uh, yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, and actually, <laughs> we were talking about Trevor and I were talking this week about the uh, the the 180s coming in and being sold at a pretty low price point for a non-restricted semi-automatic rifle in Canada. And we're hoping that's going to have a net positive impact on the whole pricing scheme for said standard type of rifle, right? Scheme. Because it's a scheme. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice because uh, it would be nice to get pricing that's more in line with where it should be. Well, yeah. did Alberta Tactical already drop? I thought I read that it dropped already on the modern environment. Mm-hmm. XCR dropped when the BCL came in. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure where, like, I'm not sure what the um, premium is on some of those different guns and, and what the, like, real price should be. Question. Uh, but it would be interesting to see, like, what other pricing uh, changes based off of this stuff coming out. You brought up BCL. So um, chatting with listener Cody on Facebook quite a bit. And he was talking about pur- purchasing the BCL 102 upper and lower. And um, he told me that the BCL, like the SLR, is compatible with AR-10 parts. So I can buy any AR-10 barrel, any AR-10 uh, bolt carrier group, buffer, tube, stock. All that's going to plug and play on the BCL 102, just like AR-15 parts work on a... Um, SLR. Can somebody confirm that? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, there's a couple different AR10 specs. I'm not sure which one they're following. That's the thing. There is no mil spec. So even if you buy AR10 parts, you got to be careful. Yeah. I don't know. It's coming out anyways. Let's head on to the main topic. So we'd like to say thank you to Tracy Wilson for coming on and uh, talking to us about the CCFR. She, Tracy, why don't you introduce, uh, I know a lot of people have heard all about you and the CCFR, mm-hmm. but why don't you introduce yourself and your position with the CCFR as well as um, about what we're going to be talking tonight about. It's the insurance program and the legal advice that uh, the CCFR in, uh, offers. Awesome. Okay, that's great. Thanks, Cal. So I'm Tracy Wilson, and I am the VP of Public Relations for the CCFR, which is yeah, sort of a made-up title because it's it's a catch-all. Um, I am a registered lobbyist, and I'm the only in-house registered lobbyist for gun rights in Canada. Oh, not so, true. Not true. Who, why? Who else do we have? Tell her, Kelly. 
Well, he's actually not in-house. He's a paid lobbyist. He's oh, so you correct me, but you back her up. I see how this is. Girl power. Yeah, yeah you go. All right. Sorry, sorry <laughs> Tracy. Carry on. <laughs> yeah. No, there are other lobbyists, and hopefully, actually, we're going to maybe gain another one here soon, too. Yeah, but, that's hopeful. Um, but I do spend a lot of time working on our social media, and we've got a huge Facebook group. It's super active. It's probably the, the biggest most active group on uh, on Facebook, really. Um, so if you're not in there, get in there as quickly as possible and get in on the action. But we've noticed that there's a lot, of, an awful lot of posts that come up, you know, hey, is this legal? Or hey, can I do this? And, um, you know, it's, it's a great way for gunnies to, um, you know, converse back and forth and stuff like that. You learn a lot of things. The only problem is when we're talking about legal matters. These are things that can, you know, if, if the advice you receive off the internet is wrong, you can get yourself in a lot of trouble and expose yourself to some problems, right? So yep. part of this social media, you know, monster that we're operating here is dealing with a lot of these posts. They're well-meaning. We've got a lot of new shooters, which is awesome. So there's a lot of um, inexperienced people with great questions. And I, I enjoy seeing, you know, it go back and forth and people digging up links and information and, you know, citing regulations and stuff like that. Um, and then usually I let that go for a few minutes and then I plunk our insurance um, link in there. Um, so, you know, we worked really hard to negotiate a really comprehensive full package for our members. We thought it would be really important to have something tangible mm-hmm. that um, gun owners can use. Right. And so far it's been it's been really successful. Okay, so, so can, you, can you describe the different packages or, or the... <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Okay. So with your CCFR membership, um, you know, an individual membership is 40 bucks, um, student, I think 20 and uh, family 60, you know, there's a couple different price ranges in there, but that automatically comes with $5 million of liability insurance. So that's the insurance that a, you know, a range or... Um, that kind of outfit would require you to have in order to shoot there. So it, it automatically comes with that. No uh-huh. need for anything um, extra. Um, you don't have to sign up for it. It's just an inclusion in your membership. And that protects you um, while you participate in all legal shooting activities. So, you know, stuff at the range, hunting, it even covers fishing. And basically what it is, is it's a protection against lawsuits uh, brought against you in the event that you injure someone or you damage their property, right? So, you know, you're at the range or, you know, even at your buddy's camp or something and you inadvertently have an accident and you damage something and he sues you, you're covered for up to $5 million. So, um, you know, it's, that's pretty, that's pretty valuable. I think about my car insurance Uh down in my little SUV, I pay 110 bucks a month for insurance and the car's worth what? 30 grand. So for $5 million of insurance, you pay $40 for a membership and it's included. And that's once a year and it covers you the whole year. So you know why our premiums are lower for firearms owners than for cars? The safest sector in yep. the country. That's yep. right. That's right. That's exactly right. And you're, you got a point there, Trev, is the insurance itself is proof positive that it is a safe sport, right? So. Right. Yeah, so basically the um, you know, the the insurance that comes automatic with your membership is liability. And then when we um first started working uh with Lucas, who's our insurance guy, and you know, if anyone has any like really detailed questions or anything I don't cover, 
today, you can send an email to insurance at firearmrights.ca and you'll get Lucas. He's He knows it inside and out. Um, but when we were discussing what we were looking at at the very beginning of the CCFR, we wanted to kind of have two different services. We wanted a legal advice. You know, we kept thinking, wouldn't it be cool if you could just call up a number, like a hotline, and speak to an actual lawyer rather than relying solely on internet advice, which, you know, a lot of times there's good answers or correct answers, but for the majority, they're not. So, <laughs> unfortunately. Well, that's why, that's why we have the yeah. uh, byline when we start the podcast that what you hear, you know, it's to just go do the friends house. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So. Tracy, yeah. before we get too far, after you talk about the difference between the legal advice and the legal defense, defense. can you make sure to explain to the listeners um, how they go about accessing those services once they purchase them? Yeah, we're going to go through that today because a, a lot of times I, I do find people sending me their legal questions, yep. thinking that I am the um, the legal advice hotline. For the record, I am not the legal advice <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I'll, I'll t- I'm going to tell you how much it costs, what's included, and then how you Perfect. go about accessing it. So uh, legal advice, like think about this. Think about what it's worth to be able to just pick up the phone whenever you want all year long. If you want to call every day, call every day. So I know I've spent a little bit of money on lawyers in my lifetime, whether it's through, um, you know, business or personal, things like that. And um, I've never spent this. It's $16. Can you believe that? And no, not a day, not a month, for a year. $16. So that gives you unlimited access to a lawyer in your area specializing in firearms law. So, you know, and we've used it a lot. The first year we had it going, people weren't really using it. And I, you know, they are still posting in the group. And I'm like, come on, guys, call the number. Um, so if you're looking to, uh, get that, you can add that to your, um, membership anytime. If you're already a CCFR member, um, you can go to the insurance tab on the website. If you hover over the word insurance, three little things pop up, individual insurance, club insurance, and legal insurance. Go all the way down to legal insurance. You can buy it as a standalone product there. Uh, Tracy. If yeah. somebody actually just buys the regular membership and then all of a sudden they find that they need the legal advice, they can buy it at any time, can they? Can it be retroactive? They can buy it at any time and then they can literally, you, you can go and buy it online with your credit card and then yeah. you're done the transaction, pick up the phone and call the hotline. Awesome. Yeah, it's instant. And okay. here's the thing. So if you want to access it and say, okay, you know, now... I've got this, uh, I'm a member, I've got this insurance, and I've got a question. I want to know, you know, maybe you've got a storage question or whatever. If you go to the insurance tab on the website, it's all there. But uh, there's a 1-800 number, and this is a great service because it's open from 7 a.m. until midnight. So you're not confined to 9 to 5 like some of the other, you know. Um, There's a 1-800 number. So when you call the DAS... um, you know, the person at DAS who answers the phone is going to ask you a couple of questions. They're going to ask you a policy number. So it's right there on the website. We all are under the same policy. Um, so it's HL20223314. And then they're going to ask you your CCFR membership number, which is on your card. If you're a brand new member and you haven't got your card yet, you don't have to wait for it. Send an email over to info at firearmrights.ca and I'll be happy to look up your membership number. I do it 
all the time for people. It only takes a second, so you're not bugging me. And that way you can go ahead, join, and instantly access the service. That is your membership oh. number and the policy number. Okay, so they can access the 1-800 number, the policy number on the website, but right. to, on their yeah. on their card it should have their, their membership yeah. number. I don't know if you can see my screen, but I've got it open right here to the insurance okay. tab on the website. And uh, yeah, it's got all the information right there. And that way, you know, you know, you know, be cool, Tracy, is that? if well, is if we started to print our cards with that number mm -hmm. and information right on the back of the card, and you don't have to go to the website. You just flip your card over. You got your membership number on one side. How to access your advice and your legal defense on the other side? One stop shopping. Yeah, you're totally right. You're totally right. Um, I'm going to talk to the guys about that. And, and it wouldn't be very difficult because I know uh, Lucas had designed a little wallet card. Uh -huh. So maybe what I'll do is I'm going to post that as a file in the um, in the Facebook groups for, you know, for all the, the kids at home. And, uh, you know, they can use that for now. But you're right. I think that would be pretty valuable to have on the back of your card. Right. Uh, but, yeah, everything's right there. So, um just to go back over that, it's $16 a year and it's unlimited. Call every single day. Sometimes, you know, if you're not confident in the answer you've received, I, I saw a post the other day and the guy wasn't 100% confident, call back and say, okay, I've, I've already called about this. I'm not 100% confident in the answer. I want a second opinion. No problem, sir. You're going to get a different lawyer calling you and you can ask the same questions. So, you know, you can really explore that. And I really encourage people to use the service. That's what it's for. Okay. So there's no limit of how many times you can call or how much. So what if somebody actually does get charged? Uh, does Is there a lawyer that represents them or is it yeah, just... Yeah, so that's okay. the next... I'm glad that you asked me that because that's the, the next level of insurance and that's the legal defense insurance. Okay. Um, you know, I, it's a little more expensive. It's $92 for a year. But if you think about it, you know, we read these stories online or, you know, hear them through the grapevine of people who have been charged with something. And a lot of times it's just an inadvertent thing. They didn't, you know, maybe didn't mean to. You get pulled over for something. And next thing you know, you're facing a ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollar legal bill, maybe more, right? Right. And um, you know, it can it can really hurt someone. I know I, I'm not a rich lady. I know a ten thousand dollar legal bill would pretty much crush me right now. So um, for me, it's, it's $92 a year, but I, 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 you know, do the, I got it head and space it over a year and it's, it's, it's nuts not to have it. That's right. right. No, no, I, you can't, I take it. I take the whole package when I renew, you can't get that much coverage for that little bit of money anywhere else. And given that some of us are in sort of speak high profile positions in the gun community, we may become uh, the subject of a, of a malicious prosecution. We mm -hmm. may have, there may be pressure to try and make an example of us because we're activists, because we podcast, because we train, because uh, some of us are instructors, so we should have known better. I can't go out there and teach classes and teach black badges and do podcasts and leave myself open to that kind of risk. It's just not worth it, not when this product is that affordable. Right. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, our, our legal defense is also available 24 seven in case of emergencies. So, you know, something happens and you're driving home late from the cottage at 2am or something and, you know, something awful happens. You're not sitting there waiting for 9am for, uh, something to open, right? It's 24 right. seven. 
Um, there's no deductible. There's a limit of $150,000. So what it covers is um, it will cover the cost to defend yourself against charges regarding the use, storage, display, transportation, or handling of a firearm. The other cool thing that's also covered is let's say you decide to go renew your license. You know, your license is up every five years and uh, you go to renew it and they they don't renew it um, or they suspend your license or they revoke your license. You know, th these things have happened. And uh, if you want to appeal that decision, you're going to spend a lot of money on a lawyer. Well, not if you've got the legal defense, because they will also fight that battle for you. So it's not just for charges. It can also be used um, just to, you know, to ensure that you can maintain your right um, to get a license. You know, I, I've had a couple people send in emails with these horror stories of things that have happened to them. And, you know, I've had my license for 15 years. I've got no problems. I don't know why they won't renew it. Um, you know, it's they've had it, you know, it's been months. Now it's been suspended, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they're in a, they don't know what to do. And to even begin to fight that on your own. Like you better have some money in the bank, right? And none of us want to be in that position and, you know, but sometimes the system fails. So, right. um, you know, you got to take responsibility for that and make sure that you can do everything possible to protect you and even protect your family and your assets, right? I don't want to sell my car to pay a legal bill. So, right. you know, yeah. So 92 bucks a year realistically is is pretty um, pretty small. Now, here's another Another fun fact about the insurance. So that legal advice for $16 for calling, you don't have to use it only for firearms law. If you're going through a divorce, if you have some questions about business law, commercial law, um, any kind of law, you, it doesn't have to be a firearms question. You oh, okay. Call, yeah, you can call with any legal question. So a lot of people don't know that. So if you're wondering, you know, is it legal to do this to my car in Ontario? call them. They're going to tell you. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. A lot of people don't know that. And of course, I mean, we're firearms people, so we worry more about firearms questions, but right. it can be a pretty valuable resource to somebody who's going through something that they may need a, a little bit of legal advice along the way. Okay. Yeah. What about, what about somebody, uh, that maybe self-defense is, are they going to, is that lawyer going to be with them to, to cover any charges for self-defense? Like self for the fire? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. 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 So uh, um, it is legal to defend your life in Canada, regardless of what some of the internet people think. Um, but of course, it's always extenuating circumstances, right? Because we don't, um, we don't carry here. But uh, yeah, under the right circumstances and, and understanding use of force and the criminal code, you know, that's a, probably a good idea to use that first or, or understand that first. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I know I took my use of force course and, you know, I've, I've been owning guns for over 20 years and I thought I knew, I thought I knew and I thought I knew what you should do and, you know, when when your life is literally in imminent danger and when it's not. And I, I actually didn't. So I learned, I learned a lot from it. Um, yeah. yeah, I would recommend anybody who would even consider defending their lives with a firearm to, to have a full understanding of the law and, uh, you know, take the use of force course. Yeah. And in Canada, that's Dave Young from caps. Yep. Yeah. He's, he's the, he's the original, he's the king, right? So yeah, yeah. He, 
He's what I refer to as Canada's Masada Yub. So if you know who Masada Yub is, he's our version. So yeah, you understand what that means and, and how uh, competent and uh, qualified he is. Yeah. And he's got, uh, you know, he's got the CAP simulator, which uh, he designed it, he invented it. And it's, you know, I, I spent, uh, oh, I don't know, seven hours being run through scenarios on it. And it was actually mentally exhausting. He's done a, an amazing job. It felt so realistic. Uh, yeah, I would really recommend it to people. But it really, it, it's a, a mind game with you, right? But it, you know, these are the, these are things that happen every day in Canada. So I would highly recommend that. So little shameless plug for Dave Young at Caps right there. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right. Um, Tracy. Yeah. Anything exciting happening right now with the CCFR? Anything that you want to tell us about? We'll be, we're going to be at the Toronto uh, Sportsman Show, different things yeah. like that. I heard a little rumor that there might be some gunny calendar girls. At well, we're hoping. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that will be fantastic. Um, I'm just working out some, some details on something I'm working on with Rod to see, uh, um, to work on some stuff. He's coming down in March for a lobby week. So we're going to be getting our heads together and go down to, uh, you know, we're going to storm the hill more or less, but um, yeah, while he's uh, all the way over here in Ontario, we're going to try and find some ways to, you know, drag him around and uh, provide him with zero sleep and make him work his butt off. So um, the other cool thing that's going on is uh, I'm actually attending an event this weekend um, at the Manning center. Um, okay, what's that about? So, you know, every chance I get to um, spend some time with some, you know, politically influential people, I think it's important, right? And uh, this is, it's really cool event, actually, that I'm going to, I've got notes about it somewhere. But basically, it's a, it's a policy conversation. So it's going to cover a lot more than just firearms. They're going to be talking about NAFTA. They're going to be talking about immigration. They're going to be talking about finance, um, you know, all kinds of areas that the government works in, um, national defense, things like that. So it's pretty, um, you know, it's a a fair bet that um, some of our topic will come up and I want to make sure we've got representation there. It's also a really good time. Andrew Shearer will be there, Maxime Bernier. This one's a little more of, um, you know, a, a Tory event. It's, it's a little bit partisan, but these are people that um, are influential. And you, in Ontario right now, they do have a provincial leadership race and all the candidates will be there. So I know um, uh, there's some interesting, you know, firearms are federal, but there's always some things surrounding CFOs and things like that that are provincial. And there's some opportunity for change in Ontario um, as far as CFO appointments and access to courses access to certification. So I'm going to go down there and pitch some ideas to these candidates and uh, see if I can make things a little uh, better in Ontario. But, you know, a little bit of handshaking and worming my way around the room. But, you know, I'm good at that stuff. Um, Yeah, so I'm doing that. Uh, Wild TV, that's coming up soon. Yep, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. Sorry, when is it starting? April. We're going to start filming. Um. And that's going to go all the way through. It'll start showing. I think it'll. The season starts in October or September, on the air. Okay. Uh, so watch for a web post on that. I will post ways you can watch because um, 
you know, a lot of people are saying I don't have cable or I don't subscribe to that channel. Um, neither do I, but they have an app. So I'll be posting information on how everyone can watch. And even before the show actually starts, we also have a preliminary package with Wild TV for some advertising and, and um, you know, a chance to get something about firearm rights over onto uh, like commercial spots on Wild TV. So that will, that will be starting like very soon. So that's pretty exciting. Um, I just wanted to say to guys, uh, I know I, I do get some people, uh, we'll go back to insurance for a minute. I've got some people that um, have contacted me, you know, well, I never received a, a policy in the mail for the insurance. Well, but there's a, a good reason for that. So we don't print and send paper copies of the policy to everyone. What we do is we actually host it online. So, you know, the CCFR is a, a pretty progressive, innovative group. Uh, we use technology all the time. We live stream our AGMs. We do a lot of things that, you know, aren't necessarily old school. Um, printing paper is extremely costly and extremely wasteful. The other thing is, is we're always renegotiating, um, you know, the packages, trying to get more included, trying to either knock down rates or get more, you know, more in those packages for people. Um, so you can actually read the policy and there's a great flyer there on the, um, on the insurance tab on the website. And you can refer to that. You could print it if you wanted a printed copy of the policy. But this way, uh, we actually, I just had it changed two days ago because, you know, we did have a couple of positive changes in there, improvements to the policy. So, you know, imagine if you were mailing out paper copies, every time you get to negotiate a, you know, a positive change, now you've got to print thousands and thousands of papers and mail them all over Canada, eating up member dollars and taking away from projects. So, you know, that that's kind of how I look at it. Plus, it's it's a lot greener to not be printing a whole ton of paper when literally you can it's at your fingertips um yeah out there who's not online um you know or doesn't even have a printer or something like that if you do want a paper copy uh you know i'll send you one um but generally we don't and that's the reason is we like to update it and this way it's always in real time yeah it'd be one thing if it was on the provider and they were sending it out it was on their dollar right but if you want your dues to go up we can we can spend you know, fifteen to $20,000 on paper every year. Well, and that's the thing, right? We wouldn't be able to offer you stuff like unlimited lawyer talk for 16 bucks a year or, you know, you know, saving you t- tens of thousands of dollars in legal fees with the legal defense if we had to uh, paint, you know, print, you know, thousands and thousands of pages. So, you know, it, it keeps costs down. It's a lot greener option. Um, and like I said, that way we can update any positive changes and improvements to the policy in real time. So, yeah, I, I just think it's, uh, you know, we're just trying to be a little technologically advanced here. So, yeah. And, uh, with the legal defense, if you don't have a lawyer, they will find a lawyer in your area that will come and defend you. Um, if you've got a lawyer, I know I've had a few people in Edmonton say, Hey, I want to use Ian Runkle. Um, is he one of your legal defense lawyers? Here's how it works. Um, you go ahead and use Ian Runkle and, uh, he can send the invoice into DAS and they'll pay him. So... Yeah, you do have the option of if you've sourced your own guy and you want to use them, 
that's fine. And if not, they will send you somebody. So, you know, you have nothing to worry about. You're going to be protected either way. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's really comprehensive that way. It's great. Anybody else have any questions for me? Uh, do you guys have like a new CEO or something? Yeah. So apparently Rod works here now. Um, I haven't seen him in the lunchroom. Awkward. Yeah. The uh, lunchroom is down the hallway to the right. Just kidding. This is my house. So no. Uh, yeah. Actually, we've... Um, yeah, the board of directors made some some decisions. You know, it's it's really uh, the amount of work and the amount of projects that we've been able to put out in the last uh, you know two years that we've been alive is pretty incredible, and it's just not sustainable on a volunteer basis, right? Um, you know, he's putting upwards of two thousand hours a, a year into these projects. And yeah. it's not going to slow down because he's going to be like micromanaging this show. And uh, there's a lot of other stuff coming down the pipe and it, you know, requires a very specific skill set. Definitely not anything I would know anything about. Um, you know, uh, well, Rod's <clears throat> I mean, Tracy, one of the comments that we're getting is, uh, well, CCFR said when they started that they were always going to, that they were a volunteer based and we were then. Um, we are now. We have, with, we have two staff yeah. and, you know, uh, we've got hundreds of volunteers. So, yeah, it's yeah. absolutely but, still volunteer-based, right? Uh, the point I want to make is that Rod was doing more before he came became a paid employee than the other orgs that have multiple paid employees and have had paid employees oh, yeah. for decades. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, well, that's the thing. And, and I mean, uh, you know, I think all of us involved in the CCFR, we've got, you know, this emotional attachment to it. And that's, that's what m makes us so different, right? And we are able to produce the amount of stuff and the quality of stuff that we're putting out there for people. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, and... there's all these things happen in our life, like car payments and mortgages and, you know, kids that cost us a fortune and things like that, right? Well, that's your problem, you know, as a single, as a, uh, uh, as someone who lives in a dink relationship, dual income, no kids, I have no sympathy for you. So, um, but I, but I will say this, um, taking on paid employees is part of the natural progress and evolution of the organization. There comes a point in time where if you want to maintain the rate of growth that you're maintaining, something's got to give and, people got to get paid if they wants to eat. So, well, you know. Yeah. And like, I don't want, I look at this as a really positive thing. Like I remember three years ago sitting on a, you Me know, too. Like, now he works for us. I mean, he's basically yeah. ours now to yeah. so boss own, around and hold accountable. It's wonderful. That's right. We own Rod Giltaka. Um, right. Before he had a say, <laughs> now he's paid to do what he's told. That's exactly right. So let, let's, let's, yeah. let's, thankful today um careful, careful there's a guy named justin in ottawa that technically works for us too yeah and look how well that he's, went right. he's proving to be problematic <laughs> <laughs> you're right but he unlike rod he did not have a proven track record before we hired him Correct. This is, yes i i would say that yeah the interview process wasn't fully <laughs> no followed <laughs> Anyway, he's sorry. trying his best for people kind, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, so good. <laughs> oh boy, oh girl, oh girl, so good. Sorry. Um, 
yeah, no, here's the thing. I, I, I don't. And she's just frozen. Just, am I still here? Yes. Try sitting still for a while. Your camera can't keep up with your ADHD. DD. <laughs> I know I'm terrible for it, right? It's because I don't usually just sit in one spot. I'm so hyper. You must have been a treat in class as a child. <laughs> no, I was not. I was no. a nightmare. The hallway wasn't like, big enough for you. Yeah. Um, I think th here's how I look at it. You know, I, I remember three years ago sitting on a, a buddy's, you know, floor of the spare bedroom and saying, man, the advocacy has just got a huge void in it in this country. And, you know, things aren't getting done and there's no action. Nothing's happening. And we threw around uh, on the you know floor of this bedroom. Yeah, you this, got drunk and you woke up with the CCFR is what you did. Don't try and fool anybody. You're totally right. But yeah, and to think like two and a half years later or almost three years later, here we are growing. You know, uh, I think I think it's amazing. And I think it's uh, it's a testament to our membership, um, to the level of trust and the credibility that we've built with Canadian gun owners. And I think they're really happy to finally have somebody out there that's kicking butt every single day for them, turning out products for them to help in, in the uh, in the conversation. You know, the explainer videos have been such a huge tool for gun owners. Um, you know, none of this happened before. You basically had some talking head that apparently went to Ottawa once in a while and you'd get some sort of newsletter about it. And hopefully they're doing good stuff for you. You had no idea what was going on. Um, so at the CCFR, we're, we've got a different view on that, right? And um, it's super inclusive and get everybody participating and get everyone excited about our sport again, right? So it's it's an exciting time. Heck, you know, I we've got other orgs that have, you know, buildings and overhead and huge staffs, and I've, I haven't heard from them in years. I don't even know what's going on. So, um, yeah, we're accomplishing a, a whole lot on uh, on a really tight budget we're still um by far the most uh fiscally responsible with membership dollars um you know it's just amazing the amount of stuff that we can get done and yeah down the road i i have all these crazy visions 10 years down the road having a whole office building and full of staff and we've taken over the world you know so yeah i think it's fantastic he, you know, you've got to, you got to take that leap of faith and go out there and uh, just build something amazing that people can really believe in. And um, I, I think that's exactly what we've done. So, uh, well, if you ever get the office and uh, you need someone to post memes to the Facebook page, I'm in. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we need some of well, uh, the best. I memes. learned, I learned a long time ago, Tracy, from one of my mentors. The second you stop moving forward, you start going backwards. That's 100% true, yeah. And so Rod coming on as a paid CEO was a major step in moving forward. And now that he's no longer the president and he's a paid employee, he can focus even more time to these massive projects uh, and let other people do the day-to-day -day running sort of stuff. So it's, yeah. it's absolutely um, an excellent move to help keep launching us forward. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it, it's needed. I almost think it's, you know, it's 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 late. I think we could have done this before, um, but I know the um, the amount of work that guy puts puts into the programs. Like you guys are going to love this TV show, Black Guns and, and Handguns on national TV in Canada. Think the about first that. time ever, never been done before. Never been done. 
So, um, and just one other thing that we should mention: this decision didn't happen overnight, right? There was a lot of consultation. There was uh, multiple drafts of a contract. There was reviews done by the board of directors. There was a couple of meetings, discussion, and then a vote. It this didn't happen in a bubble behind closed doors. I mean, it was the decision was made by the people elected to run the CCFR for the members. Yeah. And it's not a decision that was taken lightly. No. And there was even, you know, looking at, okay, what, what other options are there? You know, okay. What if we scale back some of our staff? You know, what if we, um, what if we hire somebody, you know, off the street, uh, you know, leave Rod in his, his position as president and a director. What if we just go hire somebody off the street to do that kind of stuff? Well, they don't have the intimate knowledge and the, no. you know, they don't have, you know, the intimacy that he's got with the CCFR because he loves it. Right. Yeah. Like we all love it. So and, yeah, there um, wasn't really um, any other viable options. And to be honest, um, you know, even, uh, you know, we're not going to discuss pay rates or anything like that, but trust me, it's worth a heck of a lot more than what we got him for. So we did well. We and I want to, hired anybody off the street for this so i wanted to speak to that too um for those wondering how we're supposed to be able to afford this well we're not in the financial crunch we were back in in you know between july and august uh things are things are better financially but there's there's an aspect of rod's job where basically he he gets it to pay for itself right part of his job is raising enough money to make sure that his job doesn't cost us money (laughs) Absolutely. And he's got some KPIs in there. He's got some key performance indicators. So, you know, he's, he's set himself um, goals for each month as far, you know, money wise, membership wise, things like that. Rod will pay for himself and Rod will raise more money for the CCFR than we would have had if we didn't hire him. Yep. So, and if yeah. he doesn't, we can fire him in 30 days. Yeah, well, that's it. We have a, we have an, we have an out. Oh, sorry, Adrian, but it's true. I mean, you guys the, should have made the preparation period ninety days. Come on, thirty days, you softies. 60. To be fair, I think it's sixty, but yeah. You gotta give yourself but, options. No, no, we yeah, slipped that part through in the contract. Right now, working on CCFRs. Just kidding, just kidding. Um, but no, he's he's not going anywhere, and he's going to do an awesome job like he always does. The quality material that he's put out there, we all. We've all seen it, right? It's great. Um, he's working on a new studio in his home. He's, you know, it's absolutely beautiful. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see what this guy can do. And I'm really interested to get him down here to Ottawa a little bit this year and get some help uh, with these guys in Ottawa. So uh, it's literally the most exciting thing that's happened since April, which is when I started. So Tracy, we're running out of time, but um, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you to talk about the other changes in position who moved around to, re- to, to fill in those slots. So you want to talk about those two gentlemen? Yeah, sure. We'll go over that real quick. So um, Rod leaving the board of directors, he did resign as a director because, you know, I, I think it's a big conflict of interest and I'm pretty sure it goes against our bylaws to pay a director. And Does I think it? just... You know, it's it's a little bit sticky. I don't like that. So no, it's not up to me, but the board as well. So uh, yeah, he resigned as a director and as president. So we needed somebody to put into that um, spot. And that spot is basically a liaison between the board of directors and uh, Rod and also I, right? Like that they're the voice. Yeah, our new president. 
Right. They're, the president is like the voice of the board. So uh, Jamie Elliott actually moved into that position as interim president. So he'll um, hang on to that until the AGM in June, where the elections will be taking place. We're going to have the online voting. Um, I believe Jamie's seat is up for re-election. So um, you know, he may have some competition. We'll see how that goes. That'll be exciting. But until um, till June, Jane, Jamie's going to... Uh, captain the ship with the support of the board and you know nobody can do anything alone and uh, it would be impossible to we're a great team together and yeah so he moved into that now that also means you know he doesn't exactly have the time for some of the stuff he was working on before which is he was a vice president of the field officer program which has grown into a monster of its own right what do we have over 200 field officers Uh, yeah over 200 field officers and like you know, these aren't just guys who just carry a title. These guys are running shows and they're going to businesses and they're out there recruiting members. Like we have the most amazing field officer team ever. So what happens is when you grow that big, you've got to keep them organized. And the king of organization is Nathan Picklick. He's a BC director. He just does an amazing job. He is the smart sheet king. He's got um, He's got the whole team flowing a lot better. The recruitment process a little smoother. So he moved over into the VP of field officer program. So he's wearing, you know, two hats. He's a director and also um, heading up the program for field officers. So uh, anyone out there who might be interested in helping out can send an email to volunteer at firearmrights.ca. And uh, yeah, we'll let you know what's involved. And we're always looking for, for a few good men and women. People kind. We need to people. draw in from the people. Oh kind. God, it's humankind. Just speak English. But yeah. yeah. New speak. Uh, double speak. Double speak. That's it. I screwed yeah. up the 1984 reference. My bad. Yeah. No so, one actually believes that I read it. So it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Cold little notes. A little bit of shifting at the CCFR, but basically we're all still here. We, we just, you know, traded hats and tried on a few new ones. So yeah, yeah. business as usual, look forward to some really awesome stuff coming forward. Don't worry. You're not going to get less rod. You'll get more rods. So it's a good thing. Okay. So you, do you want to tell everybody where they can either um, go and purchase that insurance or if they do have questions for you, how they contact you or. Yeah, absolutely. So um, you can get the insurance um, at the same time that you get your membership. If you're not a member already, it will, it will prompt, it'll show you, uh, you know, give you those options and you can just select them. If you're already a member and you're thinking, Oh man, I wish I would have got the insurance, go to the website, hover over the insurance tab and three little things pop up three choices the bottom one says legal insurance that's the one you want to use it as a standalone product if you can't find it send me an email at info at firearmrights.ca i will help you out and if you've got any questions about the insurance program itself reach out to lucas kuziak at insurance at firearmrights.ca perfect okay all right. Well, I thank hope you. I didn't for- pop your ear off. Thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks so much for coming tonight. on. Thanks. Okay, we'll see you later. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. So, why don't we actually uh, talk about uh, listener feedback? Adriel, why don't you read the one from Charlie? Because it's really long. <laughs> we can Didn't discuss. Give you a long one last time. Oh, I'll just take it. Uh, <laughs> That's what. Yeah, she Charlie. Said. Charlie was just asking about the. Uh, 
Firearms Outlet Canada. They've got uh, 50 Beowulf mags in stock again. So uh, they've got some of the Elander ones. Right. I was yeah. asking if they were... Well, here we were last week. I was telling everybody how I pinned my Beowulf mags because a little birdie who told me the Hex mag was going to be prohib uh, also said that they're going ahead full force with um, charging anyone who they happen to stop and catch with one. Uh, and yet here is Firearms Outlet Canada selling them. So Matthew and I got talking and we were like, maybe they had them and they decided to pin them to five rounds of 5.56 five, and they're selling them. They were Beowulf, but they're pinned to five rounds of 5.56. Five, so I was like, that would be greasy, but possible. So I'm going to call and ask. I don't remember the gentleman's name, but he was really chill and really nice. Um, and he's, so I was like, what's the story? Are they, are they pinned to five rounds of Beowulf? And he said, yeah. So, okay, well, I thought, you know, there were some issues with them right now in the RCMP. And he said the same thing that we're reading everywhere. And we're saying ourselves, the law has not changed. The RCMP has published an opinion again. And there, as far as they're concerned, the laws have not changed. And for a while, what was happening was CBSA was not letting them come into the country. You knew this, Adriel. We talked about this before. Yep. They placed an order. CBSA let them in. So they're selling them. And at 75 bucks a piece, according to the guy I spoke to on the phone, they're going fast. Which, if I was selling something, I would say was going fast as well. Right. So that's, yeah. They're legit Beowulf mags. They're for sale. They made it in this country. Mm. Might as well. Go for it. Well, I'm going to maintain my wait and see and stick with LAR for now. Okay. So, uh, Trevor, why don't you read this one from Justin? Because my show notes aren't open and I'm reading the comments from the Facebook or YouTube. <laughs> all right. So it says, this is from Justin. It says, hello, Slime Fire. First of all, big thank you for reading out my long-winded email on episode 241. It answered a few questions, and I will wait to hear the final verdict on their Norenko MP29 project. Trevor, uh, you give some fairly practical advice, and I appreciate the response. After listening to Adam from Atlas Gunworks on episode 241, I was very intrigued at many of the things that he was saying, so much so that I was looking at the company website, Facebook page, and some of his uploaded YouTube videos explaining some of the things about troubleshooting equipment, for example, makes, recoil springs, etc. With uh, Adam being so forthcoming, I, uh, I now have a better understanding of what it uh, what makes Atlas 1911s and 2011s run so well? The attention to quality parts, but more uh, so about how well it was put together, is very helpful to those trying to understand what makes a good gun compared to a great one. Just hold on a second. It's really long and I have to scroll down. <laughs> Um, I hope Trevor's gunsmith, uh, Denny, uh, will be willing to be the Canadian distributor, as I'm sure that those in the know, i.e. Ipsic crowd, uh, will want uh, one of these. Uh, turnaround time seems to be pretty, uh, pretty really good as well, with uh, two months versus six or more, depending on which company you're purchasing it from. If something like this happens, where there is an official distributor for Canada, uh, it I, I think that's supposed to be, it would be great. It would be uh, on it like, oh, I would be on it like a fat kid on a cheeseburger. Okay. <laughs> I've been that kid. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, me too. <laughs> all in all, a very helpful, insightful interview with Adam. Uh, I hope that you have a chance to get him on again and pick his brain a little more. You guys uh, do a great service to the firearms community with the podcast, and I look forward to listening each week. Uh, cheers and keep up the great work, Justin W. from BC. So, a so. um, couple of comments on Justin's email. Uh, I did actually forward his email off to Adam because it was such a wonderful email. I thought Adam would like to hear it. And so Adam knows that people actually listen so we can get him back on. And uh, as far as the um, Denis having a conversation with Adam, things things are in the works. Let me yeah. just say that. Conversations have occurred and are going to continue to occur. And uh, I'm a little excited. That's all I got for now, though. Okay. All right. Cool. The Elander Beowulf mags are sold out now. Okay. <laughs> so they weren't they weren't lying about the, the going fast kidding. part. <laughs> They're going fast. You want them? Well, yeah. The same the same Alexander Arms all metal Beowulf mag used to be on pre-order at 250 a pop, remember? Oh, way yeah, way back when they were And like, I think oh, that's when get in. That, that's when Owen and Matthew went, "You know what? I've got an idea." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, at this point, if <laughs> at this point, if they're going to start making them again, they'd probably, you know, be able to sell them for 50 bucks pretty quick. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So if you'd like to send us an email, send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com and we'll read it here. Uh, iTunes. We do not have any iTunes, but we did get another bean. Pod sorry, bean. Pod bean. We stop calling it bean pod. I don't know. Anyways. Uh, it was a really short one. It says, uh, great show as usual. And that's from um, Ray Johnson. So thank you, Ray. That's it. <laughs> All right. Uh, shout outs. What do we got, Trevor? Did it already. Oh, okay. Uh, Adriel? Oh. Nope. Brian, what do you got? I I want to give a shout out to Andrew Vincent of the uh, Canadian Patriot Podcast oh, right. and his yeah. lovely wife Victoria on the birth of their son Lincoln Tiberius. Very nice. That's a wicked name. Good Isn't that friend. awesome? Yeah, that is awesome. I'm sure it was Victoria's idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. No, it's, Tiberius. Like, Somebody's yeah. a big uh, Star Trek fan in that house. Yeah. James yeah. Tiberius Kirk. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And Andrew was actually talking about where it, it the original uh, name was actually a Roman general or something. So yes, yeah. it was. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, congratulations. They posted pictures and yeah, he's really cute. So okay. The baby. Yeah. Not the baby. so much Andrew. Yeah. But <laughs> the baby. Very the cute. <laughs> future, future helicopter pilot. Yes. Yeah. And I just wanted to give a shout out to Mike uh, Russo. Thanks for supporting uh, Slamfire Radio and being on the live podcast and chatting with us so much, but also for Maple Seed as well. He just got his membership. So I just want to say thank you for that. Cool. Yeah. Patreonies, we have an episode that is coming up next week. So we already hinted at that. So pay. Uh, so, um, listen next week it'll be special just for you right now we're sitting at 83 patreonis so captain andy is on board for four dollars and 51 cents as well Did as you guys, you guys figure that one out 451 yeah the caliber no what is it it's not a caliber oh what is it well uh, you're close 
Anybody? No? No. No. Um, maybe if you were into casting. It's the size of a forty-five bullet. Oh. Okay. <laughs> wow, I think he was expecting a better reaction. It's pretty clever on his part. You guys just you took the wind right out of his spinnaker. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, sure. All right. It's the size of casting for forty-five. Awesome. Excellent. Thanks for supporting us. And what else do we got here? I lost my show notes. Uh, we also got Bob W for three fifty seven. I know what color that is. And Andrew R uh, four dollars and yeah. nine cents. So thank you. Four nine. So what's four nine? Beach Boys mm. fan. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> Gun show. Not a boy band show. Uh, hey now. Anyway, what is four nine? Tell us, Trevor. I don't, I don't know. I, I knew the 451, but maybe it's not a, it's not a 40 cal. That's 401. Mm, yep, it's 409. I went back and double-checked. No idea. He's going to have to tell us, and he can do it through uh, Podbean, because that's where he talks to us. Or on live. Let's see if he's actually... Just hold on a second. Uh, nope, he's not on. All right. Or an email, or on Facebook. There's all kinds of ways to get in touch. I'm, I'm Facebooking Captain Andy right now, who's drunk at a party. He's not impressed with you guys. <laughs> yeah. oh, you should have lower expectations. Really. Like 45 is such a an old cartridge oh. that just like shouldn't be around anymore. Like I don't even know what the point is. It's reloading for cartridge for old men. Is that what you're saying? Are you oh calling my. Captain Andy old? Because then you're calling Stephen Casey old. And it's I don't fat recommend. and slow and and old. Captain Andy's been called that too. Uh, I just really went way too far. Let's <laughs> end the show. Yeah. No, no, we we like you digging down. You haven't started digging up yet. Keep so on. we're gonna have four eighty-two Patreonies next week when Captain Andy removes his support for us. But for everybody else, thanks for supporting us. And Trevor, we're going to actually just you know put a gag in his mouth as we go through the rest of the show. Sorry. Don't threaten me with a good time. What you do need is you need a Don Cherry seven-second delay on this thing. That's what you need. Yeah, we do actually. Mm-hmm. Okay, Uh, we're going to sign off now. So everyone, please go and join your National Firearms Association like the CCFR. You can go and support Tracy and Rod and everybody go and, you know, watch Wild TV when it comes out in October. Uh, And it's really important for you to actually support those firearm advocacy groups because the reality is they're supporting us. So get off your butts and go join one. Uh, go out and shoot some uh, Ipsic, maybe some three-gun, you know, prairie fire or actually for Latchy course so that Trevor can get out there. And Matthew, also, I'm already going out there. Okay, fine, Matthew. Um, <laughs> Trust me, they want to see him more than me. <laughs> All right. Uh, and if you... Uh, yeah, so anyways, uh, go and check us out on Gun Owners Canada. We do actually talk to you over there as well, so send us a message. We'll, we'll chat with you. And uh, on Facebook, we are actually at 1,834 likes. I checked today, so that's pretty good, too. So, yeah, it's been a long show. Anybody got anything uh, they want to sign off with? Words of wisdom. Trevor? It's been a long show. Good night. Good night. Yes, it has. Agreed. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs> Thanks to everyone on the live chat. You guys are awesome. Thanks for showing up and watching every week. Because if you don't, it's kind of pointless. 
to just do it. I mean, we could record it and post it on Facebook or YouTube later. We do it live because you guys actually show up to watch. So, and it's the only good idea worth stealing from Canadian Patriot podcast. So <laughs> other than, you know, that's about it. Is there anybody I didn't piss off yet, guys? Did I miss mm, anybody? I'm not know. angry at you yet. How do I hang up? Oh, <laughs> 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 just like that. It worked. <laughs> yeah, it's still not quite the style. Hey, Billy. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, okay. All right. Are we, are we done? Uh, it's awkward, so yeah, we are. Probably <laughs> awkward. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun. Interview with, interview with Tracy first. <laughs> Let Tracy go. Start the show. We're live. <laughs> Off we go. Hi, everybody. Hello. Uh, okay, so, so for our uh, viewers on YouTube Live right now, we're actually going to like head straight into the main topic. So it's a little bit out of order compared to what we normally do. I'm going to do our main topic first, and then we're going to uh, get on to the rest of the show afterwards. But through the magic of live editing, it'll seem appropriate and correct. Live editing? Yeah. A, yes. Look, the whole thing is a window into the shenanigans of producing a podcast. Exactly. Correct. Yep. I'm impressed that I pulled shenanigans out of my mouth instead of the word I was thinking. Yeah. And I heard the <laughs> word you were thinking. You said shenanigans. I heard the other one that ends in Uri. Yeah. Yes. That's the one. Yes. Yes. Amazing. Sharing uh, a brain. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if we've got a whole one between us. <laughs>